Green light. Okay. The reason why I'm changing it so much because I know we're gonna keep staring at it because I'm especially wanting to stare at it with my uh, little yeah. fangs in there. I can look at the piss jars the whole piss time. Piss jars. All right, you ready? That'll make you look away. There we go. Before you, yeah. we're on the same page. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, we're gonna talk about what makes a vampire. What? Welcome back to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. This week, we're starting off our spooktacular early this year. We're talking about vampires. The history, pop culture, modern vampires, and perhaps even a couple of real-life vampires that truly exist in our world today. That's what we're diving into today first. We'll start with Dylan. What are we thinking we should start with today? Usually we go to the history first and then we bring it into the modern world. Should we start at the beginning? The birth, the thesis of all vampire? I think that's an excellent idea, Joe. Starting with the beginning of vampires, where they, where this started, where mm-hmm. the idea started, and maybe where the real life stories all came from. Let's start with the history of vampires to get this podcast up and moving. Blah! Either way, the earliest that I saw come up was um, the idea of a strigoi. That's what I found like, in the past. Obviously, there's always these ideas of like uh, the undead, the living dead. Those have been around as long as people have believed in you know something beyond death. They're like, well, then people come back to life. And there's some kind of tie between the idea of a vampire and the undead, but they're not exactly linked one-to-one. We'll get into it as we go That's here. a great point, actually. But the earliest ones that I found are called Strigoi, which are basically um, like witches. They're, they're a lost souls that um, something they did in their life caused them or they volunteered to become this, this beach. And basically like a witch 
that can suck the life out of you and steal your life force energy, which is where the whole idea of vampire sucking blood comes from. It's that they're stealing the thing that makes you alive. I mean, old-fashioned doctors didn't know a whole lot of shit, but they knew if you don't have a lot of blood, you don't live anymore, so blood must mean you're alive. And mm-hmm. if something wants to steal your blood, they want to steal your life. That's about as early back as I found it. It's the idea of Estrigoi. And it's around the uh, Eastern European, Northern Mediterranean area where a lot of our stories will take place in. Yeah, I hear that first here. So the Strigoi come from Eastern Europe is what you're saying. Yeah, that's like the whole idea or like the mythology behind that comes mm-hmm. from that area. And where, as it develops out through history, that's where a lot of our vampire action is. And maybe even our most famous vampire comes from that very area too. Yeah, that's a good so point. So it feels like it kind of just feeds into that. But the idea of Strigoi is all... All throughout Europe, not just Eastern Europe, like mm-hmm. this, this witch that'll <clears throat> take your spirit, and the most deadly and evil of which are the ones that a witch witch are the ones that died and came back to life as undead vampire beasts to suck your blood at night. And from my research on vampires, the ones that come back to life, the life force is from the bad acts that they did as living people, because as we know, vampires are vampires. Um, as the word comes from, V-A-M-P-Y-R, which actually stems from another word. What vampire. Yeah. Because of the weird uh, double mm-hmm. W pronunciation. Yep. They were actually calling him a vampire. Or vampire. Vampire, yeah. Or we call him a vampire. And then eventually somewhere in the history, it went from a V-A-M-P-Y-R-E to a V-A-M-P-I-R-E. Yeah. Vampire. And so we get the super English pronunciation, which is vampire. Vampire. Not Back to the dead. The vampires, uh, again, were always living people. And then right. something happened to them, and then they became dead for a short period of time. Yes. They came back to life. And they think a lot of that energy stems from what they did in their human being existence. And that, that life force is stemmed from that bad, those bad acts or that bad person they yeah. were, not necessarily their good things. That's why they call it a curse, right? It's not yeah. really a good... It's like you can, you're can, you not no longer allowed to be dead and you're mm-hmm. constantly thirsting for blood. You need to take the life force of humans for eternity mm-hmm. to remain vital, but you can never truly die. You just wither away yeah. uh, as a vampire. And you can never truly really feel alive or feel great. And that's the integrity of the vampire that we are going to talk a lot about today. Yeah. Is that it's, a, it's almost, I guess, the word's dichotomy where you have two things going on. Sure, yeah. Two yeah. sides of the coin Yeah, there. two sides of the coin. What are the two sides? You're, you, you get to live eternally. Right. You never... Well, you don't necessarily never die, because you can... There's a couple ways we'll get into Right, it. but you won't but, die of old age or sickness or something yeah, like that. But you have to sacrifice the living or the life force of regular people mm. to uh, maintain some sort of sense of normalcy. <laughs> really? In those senses? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're so try- sure me me and Joe here, we're going to pretend for, we're not vampires we, for two seconds. We're going to try to slow For anyone who didn't realize it's a visual S, podcast, our this will prove to you why you should watch the YouTube video instead of listening to it on Spotify because you, it's going to sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fangs on, baby. Yeah, we got we got fangs on, and they came in different sizes, and I chose the biggest ones because all different shapes and sizes. Because sometimes you don't think things through, because you gotta say it, it looks as good. So it looks great. It's great. But yeah, it's kind of the idea of equivalent exchange in a vampire, where it's like, yeah, you get to have all these gifts, but in exchange, you must actually, like you said, to sacrifice or take human spirit, their life force, to to keep you going. It's not a free thing. You can't just walk outside and have the moon recharge your powers. You actually need to take and take and take and take to maintain 
the abilities and the privilege that you have to be an undead uh, monster. Exactly. And, and uh, so you talked about Eastern Europe. Right. Um, we have uh, vampires almost in every uh, every part of the world. For, part of the world. World from Serbia to Greece <laughs> to uh, Turkmenistan <laughs> and even Syria. <laughs> and in Syria. And there is always a type of being um, that everybody used as a either a lesson or somebody who generally came in and haunted them at night or drank their or you know they had uh, you know the Greek uh, vampire mm-hmm. um, was typically uh, anytime someone died young or had an, sort of an issue that person um, they blamed the the Greek uh, vampires for that like they're like oh it must have been them. Yeah, this energy or this force or these people that come up. Yeah, and Eastern Europe even... does not have the you know the dichotomy. Di- dichotomy. I'm saying it again. Yeah, they don't have the only vampires ever. Even the Strigoi, like it's a, basically a worldwide thing. Even in other nations, like in uh, Japan, it, like well, everything we talk about, Japan, China, Central South America, they all have their version of the vampire too. Exactly. The undead are coming to steal your souls or your spirit, rather. Yep, yep, exactly. And the Hellenica is the Greek word for vampire really yeah i would not thought of that that's a very greek sounding word i'm sure yeah, that, well, there's a hellenistic period i wouldn't have yeah thought and i'm sure that we're we're screwing it up pretty bad but um yeah i don't know how to pronounce greek stuff yeah uh or you know actually it could be it's either hellenica we might be getting our research wrong here or vera colacus vera colacus that sounds a bit more right in the hell you meant the, hell, the hellenistic Hellen- period, Hellen- yeah. period which that is where the vero colacus vera sorry everybody Vir. Colacus. Colacus. Gotcha. Colacus. Sounds very Greek and, and very scary. Exactly. And again, this is what they used to explain abnormalities in humans or early deaths. Mm. If babies were born, which happens today, obviously, um, with when babies are born with a little bit extra of a, a tailbone mm-hmm. um, or other abnormalities, they wanted to typically time. they these people if they made it through child through like early childhood and that type of stuff. These people were shunned and, uh, and and stricken from society uh, because they were different, and they thought that they were they either were or they had pieces of them that the, they were the Vericolacus. The Vericolacus. Vericolacus. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's, that comes up a lot in vampire history, which is the the fact that it's. As we talk about it more and more modern, it gets to be more of like a fictional tale and all the cool things you can put into it, almost like a comic book story or like a Harry Potter book. But throughout most of human history, vampires have been considered not only a legitimate threat, but a very real thing and an explanation for tons of things that are terrible that happen mm-hmm. to people, whether it's diseases like leprosy, um, you know, circumstances like porphyria or even just you know, burying people prematurely and thinking they're yeah. dead and then they're not actually dead, they can blame vampirism on all those things. And that's why the legends grow and they become, you know, more and more powerful and people take them very seriously. It's not a joke. Absolutely. And it's another reason, another thing too, is if people aren't baptized during this time, yeah. they're at risk. Not necessarily guaranteed, but they're at risk for coming back as a vampire. Especially, obviously, if you're into witchcraft, which brings us later on. Yeah, and there's always that like, like, mixture of like the devil is in everything bad in the world. And yeah. if you don't believe in Christ, you could become one of his servants. One of which, a vampire. Another witch, a witch. Which witch? Which witch? Yep. Couldn't tell you. Exactly. But so, yeah. our point being is that vampires go back until the earliest times. The earliest yeah. times. Anything different. 
Uh, and like a lot of stuff we talk about, they must have the idea must have popped up independent of each other because it comes yeah. well before the world is globalized and interconnected. But you have people in Japan, people in uh, modern day Mexico, mm-hmm. and people in Romania all come to the same idea of people who are undead, mm-hmm. suck your blood and tell your spirits. So there's something, one of those universal truths we talk about in the podcast, like the stories of giants or mm-hmm. uh, other things we talk about, ghosts, where it's like everyone's got their ideas about it. So it couldn't have just been. That one guy came up with it and everyone bought in. It's like it popped up all over. Like yeah, that. and we've already hit on one th- one reason why it's probably universal reality, not even a truth, just universal reality of ancient times. Hmm. Is the first thing we mentioned is abnormalities. Ab- ab- I can't say it with these things. And abnormalities amongst uh, the human race physically. Yeah. Um, as things you can just see with your eyeballs. Second thing we mentioned is religion-based uh, yes. things, which comes, I mean, Alistair Crowley, we're, we, we're talking all these other things of people who just go against the grain with yeah. religion, so they use the it to other, scare you. Yeah. And then the third thing, which is more like the first thing, is actual diseases that yeah. make people um, uh, thirst for blood, or they give them blood, or blood is the cure, and you mentioned that early on. So there's a lot of reasons. And then the fourth one is vampires uh, probably are real. The real life version. The real life version. The curse and the magic and the transformation and all that shit. Excuse me, what? Excuse both of us. Too much of too many bloody marriages before the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop! Oh yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, Vampires uh, from there on in history to the modern day. We're going to pop out of our coffins around 6 p.m. at night, well, like in the evening, to go right to our f- one of our most famous vampires in history. And today, right now, we're going to talk about who? Draculia himself. Talking about Vlad the Impaler, which is the inspiration, true and fictional, for Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is... Easily the most famous vampire ever. Even people will call vampires Draculas, which I think is hilarious and think people mm-hmm. should do more often. It's very yep. funny when people are like, yep. I, I, there's a Dracula down the street from me. Yep. Because obviously Dracula's one guy, mm-hmm. but I think it's very funny to use it as an inter-synonym for vampires. Mm-hmm. Do that out there this year. Be dressed as a, as a Dracula. We're a, we're a group of Draculas. Yeah, we're just a group of Draculas. There's <laughs> <laughs> my Dracula wife. I'm Dracula. My kids are Draculas. I think it's great. But yeah, so it's Vlad the Impaler from, believe it or not, Transylvania. It's a real place. It's a subsection of Romania. Uh, That's not, you know, much of a kingdom anymore. But back in the 1400s, Europe was even more sliced to pieces than it is now. And Transylvania was a legitimate kingdom that was butted up very closely against the Ottoman Empire, also known as the other side of the Crusades. The north had all the Christian nations all the money and kings and power, and the South had all the Muslim nations, all the money and kings and power. The unfortunate part about Transylvania's position is that not only were they not a very populated nation, they were the border between the Christian Europe and the Muslim uh, Middle East and South, and they got a lot of shit for it. They had to put up for a lot of bullshit. And it's not like America where if we had an invasion from you know the South, everything would unite and group up together. 
Transylvania got left high and dry when the Ottoman Empire invaded. They're like, oh shit, uh, it's just us, huh? You don't have a whole lot. Anyone want to help us out? And then the rest of Europe is like, uh, not our problem at all. Yeah, no, you guys are like high up in the mountains in what's modern day Romania. And um, it's just not a place we want to go and fight for you guys. Sorry. Good When you're all dead, let us know so we can get our army ready for whatever's left of the, the... army that came through you hoping that you can mm-hmm. kill as many as possible we don't actually fucking care though <laughs> uh, but yeah that's what yeah. was Vlad that so, got um, his start there yeah and, and Vlad the Impaler's name is interesting um, it is his name's obviously Vladimir the, Vladimir the Impaler his last name is the Impaler uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's no, not interesting no, in itself no but um, but, uh, Dra- but Dracula is really a, a word that stems from like a thousand things yes like three things um right. And uh, Dracula... Really uh, enough, it was kind of named by Christians, which I would have never Christians thought. Christians in Ireland. It's a Gaelic thing that men's... That, like, Dracul or Dracula uh, actually translates in Gaelic to as Dracula, meaning bad blood. And that, the thing is, it kind of... It's like... It's, it's kind of weird with Vlad the Impaler because... His son, that, like, that his, kind of, sorry, God. His father was... Uh, Dracul, yeah, and and Dracula in Romania, uh, sorry, in um, Transylvanian uh, is, it's it's like you know uh, one of his last names. Dracula means son of Dracul, right? That's so it's like there's two different things going on. I didn't know about the Gaelic translation. That kind yeah. of seems like a. Uh, first of all, that's fascinating. It means bad mm-hmm. blood. That's awesome because mm-hmm. it's such a vampire thing to have yeah. bad blood. And also, uh, a Taylor Swift song, not important. Is it really a Taylor Swift song? Oh yeah. Does she even? Did you? Taylor Swift, please comment in the uh, in, in the comment section. We promise video. we won't ignore you this time. We'll yeah, yeah. Or email us at dylanjoebasement at gmail dot com. Uh, everyone's welcome to add. Send whatever pictures you want. Oh, yeah. um, please, Taylor Swift. Send us an email, comment, uh, if you actually know bad blood is uh, a vampire thing. Please. If you know you got Dracula. It goes like that. Um, but anyways, so I did not know that because the original saying of it is from that Romanian language. When they came back from the Crusades, his father, Vlad, was his name was not even Vlad Dracul. It was because his insignia with his company, he was a lord in Transylvania. So when you go down, you go down with all your buddies, and by buddies I mean people who work for you down in the Crusades. You kill a couple Muslims, you come back a hero. His insignia was a dragon, and that is what yes. that word comes from, mm-hmm. Vlad the Dragon. Yep. So when they call him Vlad Dracula, it's like you said, it's the Vlad, the son of the dragon. Son of the dragon, and there was a, uh, a group much like um, uh, the group that our friend... Um, uh, a lot of the friends on the podcast, the friends of the podcast that we talk about, um, were with. It was almost like a cult that was a dragon cult, too, mm. as well. That was stemmed from this as well. I, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot going on. A lot going a lot on in Romania. Fire, we we'll yeah. get to all of it, but we'll yeah. try. We'll try it. Yeah, we'll try. A lot of irons and fire with this. So, yeah, around that time, it's still the, uh, the Ottomans trying to take over uh, a lot of Europe. The Crusades are the third, the third swing around. I think it was the third Crusades fighting around back and forth. And as part of that, uh, Vlad Dracula, who we'll mention as Vlad the Impaler from now on, he is actually captured as a hostage uh, by the Ottoman Empire, and he has to live among them. He didn't like that. Time. Didn't like yep. that. <laughs> uh, as you could tell by well, his father and him and everybody, they, they all didn't like any of that shit. But yeah, he had to spend a, a good deal of time with them, and what actually ended up helping him immensely in the future, because he got to learn... 
uh, the language of people in the mm-hmm. Ottoman Empire. He Common got to, theme with with Draculas uh, and vampires. Yeah. A lot of languages these people know. Sure, yeah. Well, all I mean, you got all kinds of time. All kinds of time, but they all are very smart. They're like educated yeah. people. That's part of it too. They're not like a lot of other monsters in, in Werewolves and Tales. Is a good example. Yeah, they're just bestial, just strong, vicious. Up. But yeah. Draculas, a lot of the time. They're, yeah, they have that cunning, swarthiness, even sexiness. They kind of draw you in. Absolutely. The, you... the idea of being having to be invited in. It's like I have to kind of win my way through this. Yeah. Gonna be... Not just attack viciously. Yeah. That's yeah. why I always think the vampires are much cooler with it, that swarthy Dracula-style vampire versus like the 30 days of night or 40 days of night vampire. Uh, just more like a zombie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, okay, we've seen zombies. Yeah. Oh, no, I completely agree. Or, or uh, <laughs> we'll get there in a minute, folks, but yeah. uh, my thesis or my... my my opinion on the new American Horror Story, oh, we'll where there. there's just these like uh, exactly almost zombies that are just have teeth and are stupid. Just, just zombies. The real the real vampires are really what it, more what I look like, which was again a creation of um, what's his name Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker in the book Dracula from eighteen uh, yeah. late eighteen hundreds. Um, it's definitely based off of Vlad Dracula or no question Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, part of that is comes from the idea of being a count, being a lord. Running, like having your own castle, you know? Exactly. But do you know what count is? What count uh, means? Uh, no. It's fascinating. I learned this today. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, uh, let's say Count Dracula, for example. Not naming names, but... Um, <laughs> let's name names. Not naming names, but Count, count Dracula. Count Dracula. Um, what people would do back in those days. So, Vlad the Impaler is from the 1400s. Yes. So, we're talking around this time um, to... to ward off vampires what they would do is they would lay down um people would throw out uh seeds okay literally just i don't know they just said seeds that's all i know and potential I do, life again it's my third time apologizing vampire. my fangs are too big that's just joe, gonna happen joe joe did you get the kids package because i didn't get the kids package. i know maybe i just have tiny teeth you bought these teeth my friend <laughs> And I mean, they fit my teeth smaller. I, I don't know. I just pushed them up to the, the size that came. Okay. The picture of a man on the package, and I was like, oh, "Here we go." I had three sizes to choose from, and I chose the largest ones because well, because this is a production. In case anyone yeah, doesn't yeah. know, no, I this is a production, that. and I thought, you know, more eyeliner, bigger teeth, yeah. you know, because forgetting the, cam- it's the podcast, it's for the camera. Movie. We're doing this. Um, so, um, so I do have a little bit of a vampire lisp going That's okay. on. okay. We'll forgive you going forward. Let's just everyone forgive me for this. So, um, uh, back to count and uh, laying down seeds. Throwing down seeds. Some sort of thing I was reading about seeds. Um, people would throw down seeds around their property. And the, it's pretty funny. Um, they throw down seeds around the property to ward off vampires. And the reason it wards off vampires is, I'm going to give you two guesses, Joe. Why would just generic seeds of some sort that let's just say nuts or seeds that are bigger ward off a vampire? My first guess was when you were describing is that it's kind of like a a form of tribute, like uh, giving up something that you want. Like seeds to us seem like they're just bird feed. You just throw them everywhere. Who gives a shit? But for people who are, have very little and they're peasants, seeds mean next year I can eat. And being able to disperse those willy-nilly and put them around your house is almost like putting like a sacrificial animal out front and be like, just take this, mm-hmm, please don't mm-hmm, take my mm-hmm. life, take this potential life of these seeds and take this as tribute to spend one more night where I won't be haunted by the vampire of the cash. All right, that's so that's guess. that's that's guess number one. I'm giving you two. I'm going to give you why that's wrong. My, it's important. My... Wait, wait, number one is wrong. Okay, all right. And the reason it's wrong is because you've seen what they do in the shadows, right? Uh, yes, I have. I okay, so what happens when he eats a french fry? 
or a chip, as they call it in that show. Um, that movie, not the show. The oh, movie. I haven't seen it in like three years, but like he, it's it turns to ash or whatever. He can't eat it. So he eats a he eats a bunch of quote unquote chips in the show, which are which are it's the new. We can vampire. call them French fries. We're not. It's the new vampire from, in, uh, in the movie when it new happens. Zealand. It's the new. You know, they're all eight hundred years old except for one guy. They bite. And he turns into a vampire. Comes back and hangs out. And they go to a restaurant in New Zealand. Eats a bunch of chips, aka French fries, because he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. Um, and he throws up blood yeah. in the exact same fashion as Team America when, <laughs> when he's throwing up in the dumpster. Oh no, I wouldn't eat that. Why? Okay, Mick. Right? He ate the chip. This goes for like way too long. You get your your shit and your pussy. Oh no, no, you get your pussy and your asshole all covered in shit. And he goes, and he throws it up for you like. Pussy and dicks all covered in shit. That's sorry, pussy and dicks. Yeah, sorry. All everything. Yeah, sorry. Really. Get the quote right. It's your so, favorite movie. Jesus, it's been, a, it's been <laughs> no, at least a year funny. since I've seen it. Okay, give me a, give me a break. I saw it like a month ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. I gotta watch again. So, anyways, but he, so the guy, so the new vampire in that show throws up because he had French fries. Like, yeah, throws you can't up eat any behind dumpster like for a long time. It's hilarious. So, so that's the reason because they can't eat seeds. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. So I'm telling you, your your number one thing is wrong. Gotcha. Because they can't eat real food, or else they'll throw up. Yeah, it makes sense. I thought so, it was more of a symbolic gesture either way. It wasn't like I don't, they were gonna eat the seeds. Right. It was more like the this is my livelihood. Basically, like mm. I'm gonna kill you, or you have to empty your wallet out. And you empty your wallet to be like, well, do you really want to kill me, or do you want my wallet? They really want to kill you, though. They really don't want your wallet, vampires. They don't have any use for money. They have eternal life. They just need your blood. True. Okay. So my second guess is that it's, guess. A, uh, it's a euphemism for jizz, and they actually just jizz all over their yard, and it scares them away because vampires are virgins. They can never suck oh, the blood of anybody. They love virgins. Yes. Um, so um, both that, are wrong. That's my two guesses. Um, it goes back to the educated vampire. <laughs> the educated vampire. 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 Um, and that vampires are typically, um, so I don't want to say OCD, because if you, the more you read about OCD, it's not necessarily like this. But yeah. vampires... It's not like vampirism. Vampire... <laughs> I don't get it. OCD is not very similar to being a vampire. It is when people say... <laughs> oh, okay. it this is This is why. When people say they're really OCD about things, it means they actually don't have OCD. No. Um, people with OCD, OCD is They don't different. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very irritating. Um, yeah, exactly. But the but um, vampires are very... Um, let's just say it for now. Very OCD about things. Yeah. So they see all these things. They start counting them. They like to count everything. Mm, they're I like, know a oh, guy who likes to do that. Seeds. Ah, that's one. One bat. Two. Two bats. Three. Three fabulous flyers. Ah, ah, ah. And they start... So they take their Just time... To distract them. They take their time because they know that the vampires can be like... They're very orderly and very... Um, things need to be this certain way. Yeah. So they throw seeds around there because it, it really buys them some time. Well, that's just... So that's why they get count from. That's this stupid. Is, that's so fucking dumb. this is dumb. true. It's true. Well, because people who are counts, they rule over... 
pieces of land. Right. I don't know where I fucking heard this from. This is, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I love genu- this idea. I genuinely listened to a podcast today. I love that this was, idea. And they, they spent a solid 15 minutes but on talking about you know, counting things. There's a thousand counts that count aren't Dracula. vampires, though. There's, Are you sure about this? The Count of Monte Cristo is not a vampire. Oh, shit. Also financial. Yeah, counts yeah. aren't always vampires. There's the one on Sesame Street, which we will talk about. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, but he's always counting. And count Dracula. Well, he's always counting. But it's because of the pun, not because vampires are obsessive compulsive. Oh, no, he's a vampire counting things all the time. All right, well, so, I'm glad you, you know, I don't know what you're saying. Because it's definitely fascinating, yeah. but there's no way the word count... Count Dracula is not a count because he's a vampire. Maybe, he was already a count. Maybe he's a fucking property owner, and he always count cows and sheep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe you know? that's where it comes from. Yeah, maybe counting he's, their, he's counting uh, his sheep. Counting their peasants or their fucking land. Things I can see that part of it. All he's, right, yeah. He's counting his... Uh, but the, the word count is not counting his... inextricably linked with vampires. You can be a count and not be a vampire. Then you become a vampire, you're still a count. They could call him King Dracula, do you think... but they didn't call him... King Vladimir. <laughs> do you think? Do you think maybe um, people who are more likely to be a count are more likely to be vampires? Now, see, that's something I want to get into. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had so, even thought just about saying, that. Just saying, you know, like maybe there's a thing to this. Maybe sixty <laughs> percent of all counts are end up being vampires. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're really obsessive about your looks, then being a vampire is gonna suck for you because when you're just trying to shave your face just perfectly right, good luck without a mirror. Oh. Should we talk about that real quick? We should. Let's let's finish off what Vlad, and yeah, we'll, we'll, then we'll, we'll talk we'll about fictional vampires. We'll yeah. say what things they follow, what, what they don't. Yeah, follow. there there are very actual a lot of different rules. Very very strict. Like vampires do. There, there's not like one that's a little bit different. They're all pretty much the same. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, they all, all like, of them. Yeah. The mirror thing, like that's a fact. So and let's finish off Vlad, then we'll get back into things. Yeah, let's finish off Vlad, and then we'll we'll take a commercial break, and then we'll get into vampires. Yeah. But so yeah, so Vlad. So when he does come back from his uh, exile in, uh, or his hostage situation in the Ottoman Empire, he comes back and he realizes that there's this whole group of nobles at the time called boyars. I don't know what they're called, like boyars, whatever you pronounce it. Hmm. But there's this whole group of people who are basically like voting in and out. Is that a virgin? Not by, yeah, no. <laughs> voyeurs. A lot of virgins and vampires, they really are. It's my first time. I'm just a voyeur. Checking, just checking because they don't discriminate so, yeah, by it's not, sex. It's not, it's not voyeur, it's boyar. Oh, but, okay, um, yeah. uh, so basically they're not voting cause it's, you know, medieval times, but they're basically choosing who's going to become the sovereign of all these little territories inside Transylvania. And they treat his dad like shit and they want him fucking out. So when he comes back, it's part of the reason why he becomes such a ruthless uh, leader because over the past hundred years, Transylvania's had like over a hundred different rulers. So basically every couple months, this whole group of powerful nobles kicks someone out and throws another sacrificial you lamb. You they like one a year? It, it's it's so many talk about destabilizing a country right yeah i mean obviously it averages out to that because some people might for five years somewhere actually like one month and they kick him out they haven't killed or whatever I try. and so when vlad dracula comes back he's just this, this shit's over yeah i'm gonna put down my iron fist Major. and i'm gonna fuck shit up and fuck shit up he does because not only is he a cunning uh leader in that way and a good military leader he was mm-hmm. a soldier beforehand but he starts coming up there and if I say he starts cutting heads off, that's putting it way too late. That's lightly. very nice. He's like the reincarnation of Nero. Yeah. Uh, like generally, the next the next Nero is Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. And we've talked about Nero before. We should probably do a podcast on him. Yes, um, but I but, think that but, Vlad got a lot more shit done than Nero. No, but but based off of the way he uh, decided to put his fist down. Right. Or, oh no, I think that that's a wonderful his, comparison. It's a great comparison. But Nero is more of like the. Nero kind of just maintained and, and did all kinds of crazy shit, but Vlad used his terror and brutality to achieve shit. 
Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't just burn Christians and be like, oh yeah, they're dead. First of all, Vlad was a Christian, which is kind of different than Nero because he right. believed in Christ and God and all that stuff. He built like dozens of monasteries over his rule, which that's a weird square to circle. I didn't know that. I thought he was just the spawn of Satan. I didn't no. know that he was No, he actually... was a Christian. That's why he, he, um, he fought in the Crusades against the Muslims. He was a an upright Christian man, and he thought that he could ask the rest of Europe to save him because they were also Christians. They go, oh, fight for Christianity, fight for this, that, and the other thing. But I just think that he used his terror and brutality in a more constructive way, which is awful to say, but like, he didn't just burn people for the sake of burning them. He did it, I'm sure he enjoyed it, but and also to, to, to set out, yeah, oh, oh, burned and boiled. we'll get into it. Yep. To set up like this idea of like you can't just oust me this year. Like I am the new one in town, and no one's gonna try to fucking tip me over my uh, my yeah. holy chair here. I'm yeah. the fucking one in charge, and we'll talk about it right now. He fucking he he sent his message. He sent his message. So yeah. so they call him Vlad uh, the Impaler for starters. And we'll talk about that right now. Let's do um, it. <laughs> so <laughs> Vlad the Impaler um, is a real great case study in history of. Um, Someone who just decides he's got to do some stuff and how he's going to do it. So he got specifically the Impaler. Yeah. From, um, again, a couple different sources give me a couple different stories. I oh, thought, let's do some stories about okay, it. Okay, so first story I heard before this week was that uh, in battle, his favorite thing to do is bend someone over and stick a sword right their ass and out their mouth. Wow. Um, that takes a lot of time. The Impaler. But the actual... Um, uh, more realistic one is that probably does happen where he likes to just stab people in the asshole up out their mouth right but totally, not in a battle though totally cool um that's fine um yeah. but what he did is the people that he didn't agree with or whatever it was he'd actually put them on a stake yes this is what i think over time version. so yeah. he put them on a stake that a wooden stake that was sharp oh we're listening to the little keys wooden stake yeah. that was very sharp and it's in their ass, and um, well, there's two versions of it, though. I'll give the I'll give what I know, and then you, you know. So um, there, there. So all these like people that are opposing him or whatever it is are in public on a stake, and it's in their ass. It's not going to kill them right away because it's not sharp enough, and it's not whatever it is. But over time, their muscles start to to give out, almost like a crucifixion. Yeah. Um, and over time, uh, once the muscles start to weaken and this type of stuff, that stake does go up through their ass and out their mouth. So it's it's a time thing. So they could be there for hours or days. Yeah. By the time it's finally over with, they're like a nice sausage on a skewer, uh, going out the top, going in the bottom, out the top. And then they don't even give Hence you water. The impaling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was. You're absolutely right about that. I was to say the two versions of it. Yeah, is the the sharpened stake where they could basically just shove it through your body or through your organs to kill you, or the version you talked about, which is his preferred version. Which is actually a nice rounded pole, not oh, sharp okay, at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Make a nice yeah. round. They would they would lube it up with all kinds of preservative oils so it wouldn't like, splinter off. Like coconut oil from Whole Foods. Yeah, that's where it's Because it if the wood splintered, it would make a better uh, version of uh, sepsis happening. Like the more cuts and bleeding you have, the more bacteria can get in and kill you faster. They wanted to be perfectly. Um, long and perfectly yep. awful. So they would, yeah, they would lube it up. They put it up your ass, like you said, and they would wait days and days until eventually it would crush up through all your organs, and the eternal bleeding would kill you. But it'd be so slow; it's just a force of gravity pulling yeah, your organs yeah. onto it. I mean, I that's just yeah. at that point, you know. Well, the craziest thing is that like this, and it this, sends a message because you can also put them out in public, row after row, of people like this just sitting and slowly dying, suffering, and, and dying. you can say, if you try to oppose me or go against the fucking program. I have no problem putting you up next. It was men, women, children. No one's safe. Put them up on the no stakes. No one's safe. 
And we've run, we've done Google Analytics um, on our podcast, and of the you know thousands of listeners we get a month, we're all the time. Um, uh, and watchers a month. Um, there's a good, most of us are like uh, probably European descendants. Yes. Uh, me and Joe are for sure. Um, there's a good chance we have relatives in the past or our relatives knew people that this, this, is, uh, this is a thing. It's a relatively Someone good Someone might have had like, whether it's Vlad the Impaler or like other crazy psychos, um, this, this is like the way things went down. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think it's important to mention before we get into even the more insane, awful torture shit he did is that in a vacuum, he sounds like an absolute psychopath. Like if yeah. major role leaders were doing this at this point, they'd be on the list of most famous serial killers and all this kind of shit. They'd be like, it'd be breaking news every day. Like, can you believe this fucking guy? Um, but at the time, obviously he was particularly brutal. He had to go above and beyond to be, had the reputation. But this is medieval times, people. This happened all the time. No matter what kingdom you're in, you're on the rack, on the wheel. There was a million ways to kill people and a million ways to torture them and hang them and kill them in public to make a display of your power. So Vlad the Impaler, even though I think he deserves his reputation as the most brutal and most awful, it wasn't like he was the only guy doing this shit. Everyone was doing it, but he made it a fucking pastime yep. and became his name. Yeah, who is the... There's, there's so many of these people in history like the... Uh, who's the Asian guy? Uh, well, the, how far back we go? No, no, no. The guy, the guy who like went over Asia had a crazy name like Vlad the Impaler, except it was the. Um, You're talking about the Mongolian Empire. Yeah, exactly. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Um, another. The, he's in the Genghis Khan level of mm -hmm. people who are really f fucking famous for being brutal. Crazy town. Uh, Genghis yeah. Khan obviously way more successful than Vlad, but he had a lot of shit going. Yeah, but on. Vlad's Vlad's uh, body counts uh, pretty high too. Oh yeah, I know the numbers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into different kinds of uh, torture, torture scenarios he did, yeah, yeah. and then we'll, then we'll hit it. Yeah, so we got, we got Impaling, which is his favorite. That's his classic. That's the, uh, the cheeseburger the... with fries of, the, yeah. you know, we, well, we got other dishes. Yeah, when they tell you to, like, do what you love for a living, um, <laughs> in, in 2021, like, find a job that you really love to do and you're passionate about and it's unique to you, and you'll make money. The money will just, the money will come, like yeah. Mother Teresa said. Do what you um, love and you never work a day in your life. That's exactly it. Uh, Vlad the Impaler would like to impale people. Um, and Impale he did. Uh, and but he didn't also he also was he, he decided this was a time we had to kill out people so he's going to be creative. He was a very creative guy. He wanted to be creative. So impaling impaling, impaling was a was his favorite thing. Thinking outside the coffin, as Joe <laughs> thank mentioned. You, thank you. Um, I want to make sure everyone heard that. <laughs> I appreciate that was a Joe uh, Joe comment. Um, he also uh, liked to boil people to death. Uh, yes, boiling that's, people that's, alive. That's cool. Yep. Slowly maintaining the heat until it boils. He even had special uh, cauldrons built at one point so he could boil people and still see their heads. Nice. So instead of having it full of water and boiling, they would dump boiling water into it so they have to have a hole just up. big enough for the neck. And yeah, just, so they could still see them scream. Yeah, uh, it's classic. It's I mean, if you're doing that, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that, you got to eat it. I'm going to boil a guy. I want to hear yeah. him fucking scream. You know? yeah, can you imagine him going out throughout uh, throughout his town and um, chilling and be like, look, I need I need a woodsman. A wo uh, sorry, a woodsmith, a uh, craftsman? Lumberjack? No, they cut down trees. No, a, um, Artisan. Artisan, a woodsmith, a... Builder. Carpenter. Uh, carpenter. Yeah. What, is there another word that's not for carpenter or build? I feel like someone who's like a really special details guy with wood. Carpenter. Well, they build houses. They build all kinds of shit. It's true, but can a carpenter do fine uh, trim work like around windows? Good ones can. That's true. Are they milling their own like trim? I feel like carpenters are just taking materials and just applying them. Who's the guy who makes the crown molding? 
Well, well, uh, You're like a real uh, right, specialist. Right. Well, yeah, probably a specialized car. I don't know if there's another word for it. We're getting bogged down in this. No matter. I, I mean, if 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 I would, if we think of the word, we'll put it in the. Podcast. If I was the person, I'd be the guy who would be doing the details, not the massive amount of things. I'd be like mm-hmm. making one statue of a fucking frog. Yeah, I'm that. Takes a lot of time, but it looks. I'm the guy perfect. who's making the the life size statue of a squirrel that would go on the rail trail in Hudson. That right. would be me. Quantum um, qual- quality over quantity, rather. Yeah, exactly. So he he's like like oh, I I gotta put a thing out there. We need a guy with this. So but but then they have to take time and you know days to put out a proposal and say we need someone to respond to this. So we all right, think, where is this going? This is going where I just think it's funny right. that this guy spent uh, at least a few days looking for the right guy who said this is what all right this is my problem. I'm boiling people <laughs> and it's an engineer. I'm boiling them. Maybe an engineer. I'm boiling them. <laughs> But I want to see their heads, and I'm not sure how to do this, <laughs> and I'm scared. <laughs> I need help. I'll I'll be honest. I do I don't know how to me. fucking make a wood I boiling pot. I can't hear them screaming in the water. I need to hear the screams. Yes. Yeah. So. so some guy said, "Yeah, I can do that for you." What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a fabric. I'm going to take that pot and make the lid on it, and then make a hole in it. But put them put the lid, make it bolt around their head so yeah, they can like have the things. He had to think. He had to go. This is a problem I have right now, and yeah. I'm. I'm. I need this done. And some guy responds, "Said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make that." Yeah. He may found a guy. I feel like you'd be able to find people pretty easily, even if they weren't capable. Because, because they're scared. No to this guy, it's not a good move. Not a good idea. You don't even have to say no. You can just say nothing, and sometimes he might take you out. Uh, for one example, yeah. some. Um, so he's in the middle of, of Europe, or in one part of Europe, being pushed on between the the Roman Catholicism of the time. And the Eastern Orthodox Christianity, which is a lot, a lot of people who are in Eastern Europe and Russia are. And these uh, Orthodox guys come on in there, and they're wearing these skull caps, which is part of the gig. You had to wear them all the time. Little yep. heads. Mm-hmm. All caps on their heads. And when they walked into his uh, castle, which is the castle he had built after he ruled, which is fucking Dracula's castle. It's on a fucking mountain. There's stone steps. It's, it's like exactly what you picture it. That was his castle. Yep. Um, and these guys didn't take their hats off, which is usually a sign of respect, but these guys are clergymen. They're allowed to keep their hats on. They're followers of Christ. And he said, why didn't you take your hats off? And they said, well, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we never take our hats off no matter what. It's part of our religion. It's part of our calling. We never take them off no matter what. And Vlad goes, that's great. I think I'll help you with that. And he had a guy come over and take steel or iron nails and nail them into their heads so they had their hats nailed into their skulls and he said good now you never have to take them off and one of the guys when he was watching that happen said you're totally right you work for god you work for christ and what you do is the right thing to do and he said good you can leave the other guy said you're going to hell for this he goes nail him twice this time <laughs> so he's got to agree with the guy yeah if i can get nailed yeah. more reason one yeah one of those guys no. either on the top of the head figuratively or actually right up the keister there with the stake uh you don't say no to this guy yep yeah no, take your hat off what, was what are you gonna do forgive yourself later yeah um <laughs> no comment yeah another version of a guy walking into his dinner party which was often surrounded with impaled People. We mentioned this briefly in the past, but the guy said, why are there all these people impaled around here? It's kind of gross to eat dinner around this. And the guy goes, I'll tell you why. And he impaled him, and he became part of the collection around the dinner table. Going all that way. God, it's brutal. Yeah, sometimes it's okay to comply. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just forgive yourself then and you know, blame yourself later, but you, know, you can kind of get survive it out. And uh, his most 
insane uh, act of terror that he ever did was actually the reason why the Ottomans stopped invading Transylvania. I mean, he was losing the war for years. He would, uh, he was very clever. He would send in spy units where he would send people to speak their language and go in and murder them slightly. He would take people who were sick with leprosy and send them into their camps and start infecting them, which actually worked. By the end of the war, a lot of Ottomans had plague, whether it was leprosy or any other kind of disease that we can't tell out now. So his cunning worked for him, but he was gonna lose the war when he wrote to Hungary and the other nations to say, hey, I'm a Christian guy too, come help me out. And they left him high and dry. If it wasn't for his terror, they would have defeated him and he would have been another footnote in history. But um, he ended up killing and displaying so many Ottomans in the forest in the south of Transylvania that when the leader of the Ottoman forces came through after the years of fighting, he saw, I think it was 30,000 people dead and displayed. He said the smell, the rot, and the vision of it let him know this is not worth continuing. Let's just go home. We lost enough people, and this guy is a fucking maniac. He set up an entire forest for 30,000 corpses as like a fucked-up Halloween exhibit just to scare us enough to leave, and half my men already have the plague. This guy might legitimately be a demon who can curse us. Yep. He might actually be the devil's spawn himself. We mm -hmm. shouldn't fuck with him. Yep. It's not good. So um, do you want to wrap into his death? Yeah, let's go. All right, so um, his, this, this is where... The vampire thing gets interesting. So, Vlad the Impaler is said to die um, uh, when Basarab Loyota uh, returned with Ottomans to support to one of their battles. And all it says is that Vlad the Impaler died fighting against them in late December 1476 or early January the f in a month. Hmm. In 19, and sorry, in 1477. And his place of burial is unknown. They don't know. Really? I heard he was assassinated by uh, Turks. Okay. It says right here it's Ottomans, but I... Uh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, Ottomans are Turks. Yeah, yeah, okay. So... Um, but, I just didn't think it was a battle. But it's but almost, like, it's almost like a Hitler situation where no yeah. one has his bones, no one has his shit. Yeah, they just assumed like he's no not... record of things. You haven't heard you from know. him again, so he yeah. must be gone or whatever, right? He must yeah. be gone, and they have no record of like, um, you know... Uh, where he's buried. They think it's the monastery of Snagov. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, <clears throat> Maybe one of the ones he built. He built 10 of them, I think, during his reign. Yeah. That's a weird thing. He believed he was a Christian, but he would do these horrific things to children and, and everybody. Literally and he, everyone. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'll just build a church. It'll be fine. I'm doing it for God anyways. It's like, how people can balance that in their head is fucking insane to me. Yeah, yeah. If there is a hell, you have to go there. You've made a case for it your entire yeah, life. Yeah, you're one of the people who are if like... If you don't go, then no one goes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that, that's Vlad. So, um, so they don't know where his body is, yeah, is in, what you're saying. Yeah, they don't know. Mm. Yeah, he, he supposedly is buried in some place, in some monastery, but there, no one has any... They're not really sure about that. And no one's taking up grades to figure that out, so... Yeah, and if they did at this point, it'd be hard to differentiate, but there's always a DNA chance that he was so, yeah. never buried. Yeah, exactly. And still lurks in the world we are today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so that's him. That's Vlad the Impaler, the inspiration, almost one-to-one -one for Count Dracula himself and his castle in Transylvania. This is the guy. He had a lot more people working for him than Dracula does, but a lot less of the powers. 
And uh, that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get into what vampires' powers are and what they are to all of us. Powers are, yep, exactly. Blah! The Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. Meant for a bat. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're going to talk about what makes a vampire? What is a vampire? What the hell is that joke? We've been God talking it. about it. Yeah. We, well, I think we all know what it is. It's the fangs. It's the beautiful uh, cape and attire. It's being a count. But what really comes down to the parts of being a vampire? Let's 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 go back and forth with this. Like, what, the, what the fuck makes a vampire? First of all, you have to drink blood to be a vampire, right? Is there a vampire? Well, let's start before that, actually. So, like, what it takes, what it takes me or you and makes you a vampire? Um, it starts from, from what I've seen it from two different ways. Yeah. Um, so the origins of vampires come from people dying and having unresolved problems and coming back to life after being like buried. Demons, ghosts, witches. It's like, thing. so they either have... It's all piled into the non-Christ section of... Yeah, scary. yeah, exactly. You get buried unholy and then that unholy part of you re... Almost like a zombie brings your body back to life, but you're intelligent. Yeah, it's that, or you're um, another one from um, oh, Nosferatu. Is you're almost you're buried in cursed soil, mm-hmm. um, plague soil specifically, um, or you're bitten by a bat that's a vampire, or you're bitten by a vampire that doesn't drain you completely. Right, you can pass on the curse of the vampire if you feed on somebody but don't actually completely kill them. Yeah. Yep, exactly. There's even different versions of that where you can just do like a little cute version where like I'm just gonna bite you a little bit and you become a vampire. Yeah. Or I bite you really hard and you die or whatever. Yeah. All the versions. So Yep, so that's where it starts. There's usually you get like bitten a, though. It's almost like yeah. the the uh the like leader of vampire. Yeah. yeah, sure. But the patient zero, and it, it, to keep on that analogy, so I'm trying to get an hour now, is zero, you yeah. either buried in, you know, uh, cursed soil or you have been cursed in life, some kind of demonistic curses happen to you and you're you're undead now and now you can spread your uh your virus uh which is vampirism to other people by biting them yeah but for those parts and you must bite people because you have to feed on blood right Mm -hmm. that's how you survive yeah exactly at least at the very least to suck the life force out of them whether it is like through magic or through biting them and actually draining their Mm -hmm. literal blood through their veins but that's the vampires gotta suck yeah, they gotta suck. You gotta man. suck that shit and keep it yep. up. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's again, we're talking about patient zero. So now now once you're past that point and you didn't die or whatever it is, what happens? You get bit, um, and then you start uh, you start actually I, I hate I absolutely fucking goddamn it hate to say this, but Twilight does a good example of the transformation when um oh, here, never when seen it. fucking pretty boy, whatever his name is, bites the hot chick. Cedric Diggory. Not sure if that's true, but I believe you. <laughs> that's um, his character in Harry Potter. Okay. Um, so he bites the uh, Kristen uh, Smith or whatever her last name is. <laughs> Kristen Witt. Yeah. He bites her when she eventually wants to cross over, and she starts... Um, 
her veins start like like getting solid and showing up and being black and whatever it is. And then she goes into intense abdominal pain and this pain, that pain. And then she dies. So she turns gray and dies. So yeah, you and have then, to die and be reborn. Yeah, she's like reborn, come back to life. And then all of a sudden she feels a little different. She's like, it's different. And she craves blood. And he's like, okay, you're one of us now. Um, that's kind of how it goes in all every every movie I've seen. Um, Robert Pattinson is the actor in that. Right, thank you. Sorry, Robert Pattinson. He's a great actor. He bites her. I never saw Twilight, a... but I've seen a bunch of other shit he's been in. Fucking phenomenal. He's great. Yeah, he's he's. He great. may be our new Leo. Stay posted. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of movies too, um, including um, that World War One movie that was good. So, um, nineteen seventeen. So um, he uh, wasn't in that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe, not true. No, he's in it, but he's not the main guy, right? He's the he's the main guy. Well, then we're not having the same thing. He's the second main guy. No. All right, I'm going crazy. Anyways, all right. If you don't look it up, go for it. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah, this shit. It's now. Ron Pattinson, dude. He's not the main... He's too old. The no. two guys are young little Ron boys. Pattinson, he's They're like little 20, boys. He's like, he's like 28. He's, he's older than us, I think. Is he in it? That's all I want to know. He, uh, he might be in it. A lot of British dudes are in it. He's British? Definitely British, yeah. Okay. He's in Harry Potter. That's like his first thing he ever did. He's like a little Harry Potter boy. But he's, he's like three years fuck, older than Daniel Radcliffe. He's goddamn Harry Potter? Yeah, he's Cedric Diggory. He's the kid who dies in a thing. Anyways. Right, we're getting off topic. Anyways, um, he's not in it. Anyways, Here's he your two guys. Here's your two main guys you want to see. Okay. L- little, George and Dean. All right. This is one of them. Do you think that's him? That's him? Or do that's, you think this guy's him? Maybe I thought that was him. That's not him. The other guy looked like him. So, anyways. Are you serious? You think it was this guy? You shitting me? Robert Pattinson's not 1917? I don't think so. Fuck. I mean, he'd be right there. I mean, we're, I, we're looking at IMDb right now. If anyone's wondering, that's why you're saying. If he was one of like the other British, because everyone who's British is in it, so I could definitely picture him like this guy. I can definitely picture him being in it. Colin Firth is in it, even this guy from Kingsman's in it. But not I watched all 45 minutes of that movie, and I <laughs> and Robert Pattinson, I thought was the guy. Anyway, so he's way on. too old. He, he must be 32, if I had to guess. All right, there's been plenty of 32-year-olds who played 18-year-olds. In yeah, but the guys who played in 1917 are like literally 18, 19 years yeah, old. Okay, all right, good They're point taken. All right, so... Um, Not important. This Sorry. is good content. It's funny. I just, um, yeah, we're chatting It's it funny shit. So, <laughs> anyways, Ron Pattinson bites Kristen um, uh, Wiggins. <laughs> Stewart! Stewart! Wiggins. You don't have to look uh, it up. Whatever Kristen so Stewart. He bites her, and then she starts um, like really getting fucked up. Her veins start showing up on her neck, and it's yeah. really a mess, and whatever it is. That seems to be how it goes all the way back to Nosferatu. The transformation. Um, the transformation process is yeah. very identical. Goal. Um, so you get bit. So now, okay. So now we're past uh, patient zero to uh, multiple. Love at first bite. Uh. Love at first bite. Um, Joe does a better accent than I do. Um, so uh, they're there. They come to their vampires now, um, and now they have mostly non vulnerabilities, but they do have like five or six things that can. They are now. They can live to. 8,000 years old, plus a mil- maybe even a million years old if they really just are careful. Just keep um, taking that blood But, in. Joe, there's a couple things that can take down a vampire. But let's get what they do besides before we get to killing them. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, can't be seen in a mirror. Cast no shadow. We're not usually yep. a problem because you're not out in the daylight. Cast no shadow? Yeah. Dude, have you seen Nosferatu? The whole movie's about shadows. I know. But that's not a weird vampire thing that they don't cast a shadow. It was from 1922. The yeah. whole movie is that when the shadow comes upon you, you know it's game over. Yeah. 
Well, as we go into the different vampire things. It's based on Dragon, the book of Dracula, too. Yeah. And they got sued for that. Anyways, moving on. They um, got sued? I didn't even know that. We'll get to that in pop culture. Oh, sorry, sorry. We'll get to that. Right. No, um, spoiler alert. There's the, uh, well, there's all, there's all kinds of versions because not every vampire can do all these things. Obviously, the sparkly boy in Twilight can't do things like right. uh, maybe turn into a bat, command wolves, command goats. I don't want to talk about Twilight a lot. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's a version of something. Pop culture bothers like, me. Like, wait a minute, in this movie they couldn't do this. Like, yeah, they change it for every single one. Like, uh, yeah, transform into bats or maybe a swarm of bats. You can turn into a shadow yourself and slink around a room invisibly. You can, um, you know, use magic. A lot of vampires in, in pop culture can even use, like, magical powers, like a magician. They can. Yeah. Yeah. They have, like, like blood magic or yeah. seduction um, Seduction's a huge one. Sure, yeah. Or um, the um, vampires thrall. Like you become um, actually pinned to their spirit, and you have to do what they say. And um, through magic. what's the word for this? Um, vampires can also use. Um, it's like deception mixed with persuasion. Where if you say subterfuge. So here's an example. I don't know the word for this because um, because it's past six p.m. and our, we're we're vampires now. Um, bleh. Bleh. Um, <clears throat> If you uh, accident, if you drank the blood of a human and they're dead on the floor, mm-hmm. and a cop comes in because they heard disturbance, right. and the cop comes in, you can say before they walk in, "There's nothing going on here. You don't see any- everything is very normal." Yeah. They walk in and they uh, hip- hypnotism, hypnosis. You can no vampires absolutely can hypnotize anyone yeah. on the spot and say they can walk into a room full of blood splatter on the walls and say don't you shit. don't see anything crazy at all. Like, There's no blood splatter. And the cops walk in. These are the droids you're looking they go, for. They go. They go, your air conditioner's installed properly. There's no smoke alarms in here. That's what they notice. They, <laughs> don't, they, they, don't, they don't notice that there's a, a murder scene because you said there's no murder scene here. And they go, yeah, hypnosis. They, yeah. But then they then they notice the smoke alarm. They go, there's no smoke alarm here. We're gonna have to write you guys up. And they go, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, hypnotism, mm-hmm. big thing for for vampires. Yeah, you can hypnotize you to think. Whatever they need you to think. And it makes sense because it's hard to survive uh, as this, you know, cursed being when everyone in the whole society around you is going to, if they find out about you, they're going to want to kill you immediately. But you have to use all this trickery to be yeah. like, I'm not even here. Trickery, big thing. Cur- you are the shadow. And they typically, the thing is, the, the thing with vampires is for them to stay prosperous, they have to live amongst other people. Right. So they, they can't just upon. live in the woods and never talk to them. They have to be around people, so they have to use trickery. Yeah. So, okay, so we did trickery, um, shadows, um, oh, all kinds of powers mirror, they might have. Powers, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they can fly. Mm-hmm. They can fly. They can fly just like uh, James and John's Peach does, um, like up there on the fucking thing. Um, but they fly alone like Superman. They can do that. No, I'm not sure if you guys know that, but vampires, according to Dracula's book, in the eighth They don't need to become a bat to fly, they can just fly. They can fly, they can also become a bat and fly. Right. And just disappear and peace out. Yeah. Um, bats. And uh, that's a good start. Yeah. We got to sneeze real quick. <laughs> Big sneeze. Yeah. Excuse me. My fangs fell out. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. His fangs are in. Those are good fangs. They stay in the end of the sneeze. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, well, let's not, now get into how do we stop these cursed menaces from killing everyone around us? How do you kill a vampire? How do you kill a vampire? It takes it takes knowing a vampire to kill one. So mm-hmm. vampires, the first thing you notice is a lot of them sleep upside down like a bat, and they they they, they avoid daylight. The first start is avoiding daylight. Right. The sun, the sun will, will light you. them on fire. Literally light them on fire. Yeah. And fire kills vampires. Right. That's the first start. Is that 
If you can add the sunlight to them, it's over for them. Yeah. Get them out in the daytime. Second thing is if you find a vampire that you love and they also don't want to eat you, um, but you do need to kill them, you can give them a... Um, you know, uh, love lockwood or whatever you call those necklaces made of silver and it will start to burn their skin. Oh, silver put in there. Silver burns their skin. Mm-hmm. It's like werewolves in that way where they can't have that silver on them. Yeah, silver burns skin. Um, next thing is, which stems from actual uh, f- uh, facts of people who believe that vampires were, you know, were generally real in past, is uh, a wood stake through the heart. Yeah, and the reason behind that is because when people in the past um, uh, started to display that, they would they would they would bury these people, um, and then they would come out of the grave. So they realized they could if they nailed them to the coffin, they wouldn't they wouldn't rise out of the grave. Yeah. So it would stick through the heart would nail them to the grave to the co- to the coffin itself. Sure. Even so if you are not. alive, you can't get back up. Which so, I think a lot of those cases though are really people who were declared deceased before. They actually were deceased and yes. they tried to survive being buried alive. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. But that's why the wood stake thing is, is a thing. That makes sense. Um, you can cut their head off. Classic way to make sure that no one, even zombies, come back. Yeah. Isn't it funny that even the undead, if you cut their head off, they're dead. Much like living people. Yeah. Much like living people. <laughs> you cut their head off. You can blow their arms and legs off. They're still alive like a zombie or yeah. like a living person. But if you yeah. cut their head off, they're dead. It's much like a living person. 100% dead. Very yeah. similar, yeah. those undead and... Those undead people still living. have a biological function for the brain. And <laughs> they still you, can't survive. If you separate the brain from the body, it's usually a good way to make sure that yeah. they don't come out of the ground. The undead curse isn't enough to change that aspect of their humanness. Your head goes off, you're gone with it. That's, that's enough for you. And uh, did we mostly cover it? Yeah, yeah. It's crosses and, they, uh, and garlic are the other two big ones. Garlic and crosses, which big is ones. And especially crucifix, odd. Crucifix. It says in the all the definitions, it's actually crucifixes, not just cross, crosses. Yeah, sorry, crucifixes. Actual crucifix. Which, if if those listeners don't understand the difference between a crucifix and crosses, a crucifix has Jesus you Christ gotta have nailed the, to it. Jesus on it. There. Yeah, they're gonna make it a cross. The yeah, crucifix. But yeah, I thought that was also interesting for Vlad the Impaler too. Being a Christian man, he probably had crucifixes all over his castles and his monasteries, but didn't. That's stop weird. Him. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that we don't. We are just telling you the facts. Yeah. We're not trying to explain why Vlad the Impaler had was a Christian. Oh, there's also I'm sure a million Christians that thought he was the devil too, and they were also Christians. Right. The thing about Christianity and all religions is that uh, it's not a unified front. Someone can declare themselves that, and then you are that. I believe in Jesus, and then you go and murder. 40 people in Waco, you're still as Christian as the other person, even though I say that's not a real Christian. But it is. They yeah. believe they are. Vlad the Impaler believes he is. It's a good way. It's a good way to see And the Pope, Pope Francis people. believes he is too. I, I yeah. think that he's probably more accurate than Vlad the Impaler, but they both believe they're followers of Christ. Yeah. Can they so if you, have, if you go under that persona as I'm a follower of Christ, people go, oh, well, he can't be. Yeah, he can't be bad, right? Yeah, because yeah, he's he, he, yeah, but no, I didn't read anything about him having crucifixes all over his house. They gotta be all over the place in that fucker. They During have the Crusades? Be. It was like their fucking, you know, fight song, their big flag and the da 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 Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, exactly. So. But so garlic, uh, do you say anything about garlic? I don't know the. It's pretty the, universal to me for a lot of vampires, they like, garlic will get you. I don't know why that. If is. I had to speculate, which I'm doing right now. Please speculate. Um, uh, garlic um, is an antiseptic. Uh, yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, and it's also an antiviral, and yeah, most and of the, the burning flavor of it actually is killing uh, microorganisms. Have you ever eaten a clove like of garlic? Alcohol. Have you ever eaten clove of garlic? 
I don't. I mean, maybe when my mom first bought a garlic press, I ate one to see what it was like. But I don't think before I, it was cooked. Yeah, like when you crack it in the yeah. press. Yeah. I don't think I don't remember what it was like though. Um, so I can't tell you if I. Well, I'll tell you. So um, garlic's amazing, amazing as a as an herb or a whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you crush garlic and let it sit for like fifteen minutes, um, there's a chemical reaction that happens with oxygen or or, or carbon dioxide or nitrogen or whatever's in the air. Um, that makes a new chemical called allicin mm-hmm. and allicin is an antiviral and most of the vampire stories we hear about are during plague times yeah the people who are like um they get the so origi- sick you look like they're living dead and you're like oh, yeah. i was gonna keep it away Antivi- antiviral antibacterial um and most of this time is the black plague was a big theme in, in vampirism so garlic is yeah. a is the is before modern medicine and before antibiotics which the black plague was a bacteria not a virus yes um Garlic is a, a generally a great way to uh, rid your body of bacteria and viruses of all sort, good and bad. Mm. That's got to be it. Yeah, I that, think that, so. That's like, hey, someone's really deathly it. sick, and we give them a ton of garlic, and all of a sudden they start to get better. And all the doctors are wearing garlic all over themselves, yeah. all that. Uh, what was the name of that chemical again? Allison. Allison? That's so A-L-I-C-I-N. It's not the same as the name, but like it's... Hey, what's up, Allison? Um, but if you, if you, guys, if you guys do want to, you know, like be healthy in some way or, or feel sick or whatever it is. If you crush garlic, let it sit on the counter for a while <coughs> and then eat it. It's different than just crushing and eat it. You let it sit for a while. The chemical reaction, the oxidization in the of it makes allicin. It's a whole, <coughs> whole, whole new Pardon thing. Me, I had a little bit of garlic in my yeah. <laughs> Um So that's, that, that could be the, the practical reason behind garlic is that people would get sick from the plague and then start going crazy. Yeah. And they give them garlic and they start to get but, better. Unlike a uh, wooden crucifix, the garlic would actually see. So pretty good. So um, <clears throat> what's uh? <laughs> Welcome back to the basement. We missed you so terribly. Seriously. It gets really, really boring in here without anyone showing up. No one comes in, and I'm inviting them in! Alright, so we talked about the history of vampires, we talked about what makes a vampire. It can be so many things changing throughout. Let's get into the vampires we know, the vampires we all know and love. The vampires of popular culture. We're ready. So do you, would you like to start with uh, the, think, er, the earliest yeah. in pop culture? Yeah, uh, you, start, beyond, you, start uh, with, you start with him, man. I, I, yep. I, mean, I mean, the earliest one that we usually think of besides this, the idea of like, the Strigoi or the, uh, the creatures in the night that haunt you is clearly... Bram Stoker's book. Clearly Bram Stoker's book. Yeah, it's called Clearly. Dracula. It's the fucking Bible for being a vampire. It's the whole thing. The count that lives up in his castle in Transylvania has to seduce a fair maiden and come in and take her blood. Or he could be chosen to give her the gift of vampirism herself and then she becomes a vampire. 
all together there. That's the classic uh, beautiful attire, the cape, the beautiful, the charm, and the seduction the of, charm of and a the, vampire. The uh, Count like Dracula, over, like very well dressed, um, slicked yeah. hair. Yeah, Dracula. And this is 1897 when this book was published. It's a book mm-hmm. because movies weren't around yet. Right, they didn't have cinema yet. But yeah, interestingly, I have never read the book, but I've seen the movie version, which is classic because I don't read books at all. But it's kind of, um, it's not exactly like an idea of like a horror movie of being like the, uh, telling you what's happening, like like a screenplay. It's more of this person goes to this castle in Transylvania to meet this guy, Count uh, Dragulia, and like learn about him. And you're like, well, this guy is creepy and all that shit. He gets sent a carriage full of horses that don't have anyone leading the charge mm-hmm. and it's all creepy shit you'd imagine and the whole book is from the perspective of this english writer who went there to be like investigating like kind of like a journalist mm-hmm. it's like an 1800s version of like a journalist being like who is this eccentric count up here yeah and yeah. obviously he comes to find out the story goes on this guy's a fucking vampire the deal is he's a fucking he's vampire. The vampire so that's the modern day vampires start that we know yeah and that's that's what i think is what uh, upsets me the most is the start of this is that um, the integrity of the vampire has been compromised every, passionate about every day since this book was published. <laughs> that was the, the peak and it's just been going the down. The peak of the, the rules we just gave about what made a vampire, yeah. what makes a vampire. Sure. And then that book in 1897 was that this is very much like vampires are, like I said, um, uh, binary is not the word. What I say? It's a dichotomy. Dichotomy is that it's two things. For them to live, they need to hum- they need to drink blood mm-hmm. from people, um, and that book it expresses that so black and white that this yeah. is this is what it is. Like it's like cool. You can live forever, but you have to. You were a human being. You understand the vulnerabilities and the challenges it takes to make, be a human. So you understand the victims you're eating, they don't really want to kill people. It's not like they're serial killers where they just want to like fucking just kill people for the sake of it. They're like, we yeah. have to do this. That's why they call it feeding in a lot of families. Yeah, they're uh, feeding and they culture. have victims and it's whatever. So they're not necessarily serial killers in the way that they're just like randomly just want to fucking kill people. Right. They just, um, it's something they have to do. So that's the start of it. Um, and that book expresses that so much. Um, that's the start of the modern day vampire started in 1897. That's why uh, everything's a Dracula from there on out. That's the gold standard. Exactly. And not the silver standard. <laughs> so, anyway, so what about, the, what about the movie we were talking about? That's like the earliest well, version well, in cinema. Where do you want, where does Elizabeth Bathory fit into this? What timeline? This, just because I have this up, this well, is only so we don't look at the camera. No, that's, that's fine. But what date? What what's her years? Because that would help us out a lot. She's will it? Because we're still in pop culture. This is fifteen. Oh, this is real. Okay, okay, cool. Good. This has right. what I'm looking at right now just has checking. nothing to do with the thing we're talking okay. about. It's yeah, just so she's we not say pop culture. So all right, so we'll we'll move. I'll I think, keep it I think, on the piss jar. I think right from Dracula, um, the book. Put it in there. Um, we can go into Nosferatu. That's what I was teaching you. Next step. Okay, Nosferatu is a movie that was made in 1922. It's a silent film. And for those of you out there who are intimidated and scared by silent films, you absolutely do not need to be about this movie. It's about two hours long, maybe an hour and a half, I forget. Um, and it's, it, it follows almost an identical plot to the Book of Dracula. Mm. But it's not at all with the same people. 
Um, but it's not. It has nothing to do. It's with... It's cool looking and spooky too, especially for what it came on nineteen twenty something. Twenty two. That's crazy. Nineteen twenty two. It's worth a it's worth a look. And if you don't already know what this character looks like, you've seen him in SpongeBob in the Hatchling and Slasher episode. The Hatchling and Slasher at the end, they're like, "Who was turning the lights on and off?" And they go, "Nosferatu," and he's in the closet turning the lights That's on. That's a and great off. point. I didn't realize. It's the first time yeah. I ever saw him. And yeah, then, you know, and me too. I didn't realize it. Yeah. yeah. So that's who it is, Nosferatu. Um, yeah, Nosferatu is uh, a, a very similar plot where it's, it's actually really funny. Um, um, this guy, who I thought his name was Butter, because, again, the thing with silent films is they're not what you think. I want, It was the first and only silent film I've ever seen. Mm. Isn't he a Buster Keaton one? What? Nah, nothing. There's, okay. like, there's like comedy ones where it's kind of easier to watch because it's like physical comedy. You don't have to read it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, But that, you just made a good point. Is that Nosferatu is like again nine out of ten movies or shows I watch I have to put subtitles on anyways because I can't fucking hear anyone. So um, Nosferatu so just basically gives you essentially subtitles to the movie, and it's like watching a movie today. Mm. Um, it's really strange. Like I was like, oh, I I got this down completely. But they also work better with the medium because they know they can't have the sound, so they have to be more physical and more like. Actiony and like their their shots are like deliberately. This is gonna be like yeah. this. You can't just like whisper something in someone's ear. You have to like enact it, and it makes it much more like dynamic. Yeah, and it, and it works so well. It's almost like this movie is way ahead of its time. So watch it. If anyone's listening, just fucking watch it. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. And it's um, it's about this guy named uh, his name is actually Hutter, but it looks like Butter because it's old English writing. <laughs> um, so Butter color. and Ellen. <laughs> um, are a young couple, and uh, Butter is like uh, does some, owns some property or something. He meets this real estate agent, generally a real estate agent in, in Germany, who says, "I got this letter from um, uh, like Count Dracula, and he wants to buy, or his name's Nosferatu. He wants to buy this some property in Germany, but he's up in Transylvania, and this is a good deal. Yeah. And um, so then he takes he takes like a multi month journey to go to." Nosferatu, aka Dracula's castle, to go say, hey, uh, yeah, sure, you can come buy shit. Um, those old trips are so much commitment. I, I always like, if I have to drive two hours and I don't have someone's cell phone number, I'm nervous that I can't text them that I'm outside. Yeah. I can imagine traveling for a month and being like, I hope they're there when I get there. Yeah. If they're not, what the fuck are you going to do? You're stuck at three months away from where you live and you're like, oh, I guess they lied. Yeah. That's it. Oh, exactly. And, now you're and, just there. And Nos- exactly. And, and Nosferatu is buying a fucking whole bunch of property for the equivalent of like a dollar. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and he takes a He's month, couple months journey to get a dollar. Swallowing up <laughs> real estate in the city um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a country away from his. And um, and he... Um, I want to buy your property. Pretty much. And Butter gets there. And then he... Um, uh, he eventually gets. He starts. Re- he he finds this like bi- it's like a, a, a pocket Bible. Yeah. Um, that is like this vampire thing, and then says like, "Watch out for the, this guy who can do this thing." He meets him. He's like, he is generally just like Dracula with the big fingers and this stuff. And um, but he's bald though, which is strange. He's bald. He's, he's, he looks more like a corpse, more like the classic like Strigoi like undead person rather than like the swarthy dude with nice hair and a nice suit on. He looks like he's a dead person that's alive. Yes. Exactly, and um, and then he goes there and does the negotiations, and, and Dracula signs or Nosferatu signs a contract and whatever it is. But he gets bit by the vampire a few times. It's wicked fucked up. And then the whole point, it, yeah, the, the, whole the, the whole. I'm trying to summarize this real quickly. And then um, and uh, 
Nosferatu can only stay alive a long period of time by being surrounded by the dirt of the plague. The plague dirt, right. So the plague right. comes with Nosferatu. Watch the movie for yourself, but it's fucking... It's excellent. It's a 10 out of 10 in my book for movies. Right. right. It's actually really, really good. Um, so that's in pop culture. Nosferatu. Nosferatu came out. And fun fact, um, the wife of... Um, Butter? Uh, no, no, no. The wife... <laughs> she has... The, I'm not going to... I won't spoil it, but... No, the wife of Bram... Or Graham... Um, Bram Stoker? Bram Stoker uh, sued the director uh, or the writer of Nosferatu because they stole the plot of Dracula. They're not related and they hate each other. That's interesting. But it's the the same plot. They could keep suing people and now even up until Twilight. And they sue them and they got money from it because it's like the same thing. Wow. But that's in pop culture that started that and it's it's a fucking great movie and it has to do with the plague because it's also set in the 1800s. It's not yeah. set in 1922. It's set in like 1860s. Yeah. So let's not forget from our last episode that uh, one of the members of the cult of the Golden Dawn was Bram Stoker, alongside our old boy there, Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Another way that our podcast always builds upon what we've already it created. It always does. That's why you gotta listen to every episode. We want to fucking talk about. Yeah. It always does. Um, so Nosferatu, watch it yourself. Pop culture, that's the traditional vampires that we like, and they're more, um, uh, you know, they they, they don't necessarily look like me, they look like they're in 1800s. They're Draculas. They're Draculas. Like, they're they're very, they don't look, it's just, the, the rules applied in Osferatu that they apply to all the Draculas that we've said in history. That's a Dracula, right? It's super clear, super clean, super like, all right, this is a classic Dracula movie. So, oh, yeah. um, so fucking vampire. Yeah, so, so since then there was a lot of other actual vampire. Dracula movies that came out for the next hundred years. Yeah, it's, there's a million versions of the actual character Dracula yeah. remake. Yeah. It's obviously Dracula Dead and Loving It, the yep. uh, the one from Leslie Nielsen's. In yeah, that. he's he's more like me, where he's slick back hair, oh, looks yeah. like this, very polished, yeah. clean. Bella Lugosi playing Dracula is the classic version yeah. of it. That's, what, is, of that's, course, I, that's what I'm going for today. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there's, of course, the Bram Stoker Dracula movie that came out with Keanu Reeves's playing his worst role ever yeah. but it's awesome and Gary Oldman is Dracula and he fucking Gary, kills it Gary Oldman god damn is he good in that movie yeah. so all the Draculas are the same until a certain time in the history that we all know and this is where shit gets a little crazy is that um, in the early 2000s Twilight came out all Right. and then they reinvented um, actually sorry chronologically A Queen of the Dam came out before that true I don't think that either of those were the first time they changed vampires, though. Can you tell me? Oh, I no, like... I couldn't. So no, I the, but, the, the, but it was more... People are always fucking with the, 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 the no, formula. You yeah, know? the formula and like what they can keep, you know, what they can drink animal blood yeah. or whatever it is. But like, I think 40 Days of Night and Queen of Damned are both before Twilight came out. That's a good point. Yeah. 40 Days of Night, think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. But, um, yeah, and before Days of Night is kind of... It's, more it's, mass, it's zombies mass, with mass. Uh, yeah zombies with with vampire teeth and it's yeah it's set in uh, Alaska so it's like during the winter it's dark most mostly of the time. dark yeah yeah so it's a good idea. I mean I don't, it's a I cool don't, idea but just make it zombies I mean I am Legend yeah. has the same thing where it's nighttime yeah. and zombies come out it's the same fucking thing yeah I don't have a problem with Four Days a Night I really don't like I, I'm like, I enjoy okay, it kind of makes but as far okay. as Dracula's go it's barely even a vampire it's more like it's a all, creative zombies well it, it, it it's compounding on okay so we have a Dracula who bites one person who doesn't die then all of a sudden they bite more people and all of a sudden you have 100,000 people then 1 million and you know like mm-hmm. that's kind of what's going for zombies. you know where it's like okay well if we were to do the math this kind of is what it would look like today yeah um, but they apply to the same rules mm. for the most part so I, I don't really have a problem with but that. interesting so now you bring up Twilight I know the idea of that is that 
when he turns her into a vampire, he asks her to do it. And I'm not sure if it's a one-to-one -one comparison with the old uh, Draculas, which is that if you're going to be turned rather than fed upon, that you have to buy in. Because a lot of versions of the vampire, the Dracula version is like, if you're going to become a vampire like me, you get the gift and the curse of living forever and being the same age forever. Yeah. You have to like buy into it. Almost like the, I'm going to buy you dinner and I'm going to seduce you and take you out and you have to, you have to let me have sex with you, then where it's good. I can't just like force myself on you. I can't just bite you in, like a zombie and you accidentally turn into a vampire. You have to like commit and consent to becoming one of the undead. And in some versions, it's kind of like a zombie where like if the spit gets on you, like rabies, you become it. But in some versions, the vampire is like, if I bite you, I'll kill you. But if you want to become an eternal lover of me, we can forever be bonded in the undead lifestyle. Where another version we didn't mention is that when you become a vampire, you stay that same age forever. Like, that's the age you are. If you become a vampire yes. at 70, yeah. you're a va you're 70 vampire yeah. forever. Yeah. You become a vampire at 20, that's who yeah. you are yeah. forever. Exactly. Um, so I thought that's an interesting part of it, where it's more like the, um, it's almost like signing a deal with the devil. The devil doesn't make you do the shit. He tempts you to do it, and he goes, all right, sign right here, and you get to live forever. But so you have to feed on people on the sunlight. And, ah, don't worry about all this fine print. You can live forever if you sign up. And I think that's a, for me, that's a more classic vampire movie. It's that, it's that, uh, the charm and like the silver tongue devil part where it's like, you have to buy into it. It can't just be like a werewolf or whatever. Uh, it would be like, I'm going to fucking violently attack you. Yeah. It's like, you have to, I have to make you want to do this shit. And only then do you realize you're actually being seduced by a vampire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so we covered Dracula. So get into get into no, Queen of the Damned, chick. Then we then we can rattle through. Yeah. So now chronologically, we're in Queen of the Damned. So Queen of the Damned is where you first come into, or not first, but this is where in me with me, mm -hmm. um, you have um, you have Aaliyah, who's Akasha. That's who she plays. Aaliyah, R.I.P. You're fucking awesome, and you're beautiful. And um, <clears throat> too bad she wasn't a real vampire. She'd still be with us. Too bad she was beautiful and um. And she's like the queen of it all, but then she had... Then of the then, damned, if you will. Queen of the damned, yeah. And um, then you have Les... So she's she's in the movie as like the queen. But then Lestat is a 800-year-old uh, vampire. Right, yeah. Who comes back to modern day, 2001, 2000-ish, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, it's right after Woodstock 99, people were raring to go. Yep. ICP and was getting big. ICP was getting big. System of Down released their first album. Fuck yes. Great times. Disturbed. It's a thing. hell of a time. Oh, yeah. Disturbed, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, he's good bands. Um, and he comes back, and uh, obviously, Corn, you know, they're, they're almost 10 years old at that point. Um, <clears throat> he goes. He comes he, he comes to. He, he has this thing, and, and he's a vampire, and then he says, um, I'm going to be a rock star. And it's awesome, but it's the first time where it really—the first time for me where it really showed that he comes back as a normal person. He changes clothes. He doesn't look like a vampire. Yeah. And he has—he's a rock star, and he lures all these girls in. That's that. That's that. Them. Like a cult of personality seduction part of being yeah. a vampire, where you're not like Jack the Ripper stalking them in the night and stabbing yeah. them in the back. You're actually being like, "You're gonna come to me." Yeah, I'm a sexy motherfucker. You can't rock wait star. to be part of this fucking vampire shit. You don't and even know people, about. Most people know that I'm a vampire, but also some people don't believe it. So he starts having all his orgies and things, and then biting everyone, eating their blood, and then having yeah. a kick-ass fucking black rock metal show. Like it's not black metal, but it's like. Like yeah. this is dark and it's it's just so goddamn good that show that movie is so good 
And that's um, worth a watch. And, you and, might and, enjoy it more than Nosferatu if you have a less. Oh, you you will. I mean, like it's that, fucking killer. It's all the music is done by Corn Disturbed and maybe a couple other bands. Um, it plays along the same timeline as as Blade. Um, Which I mean, I almost brought that up. Gotta say I didn't want to shed on Queen of the Damned, but no, Blade is another Blade. great vampire in pop culture. He is a vampire, mm-hmm. but he's also a vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the best opening scenes in any movie is that literally fucking, the best opening scene of every movie I've ever seen. In my life. That the rave where they they have the sprinklers and the blood. Yeah, and then he's just walking through there, and he's going through, and it's it's a rave in a Euro rave in a warehouse full of at least a thousand people. And um and there's Rocking there's out. out of a thousand people there's ten of them that are vampires and they rain blood on everyone. It's the best scene. It's one of the best opening scenes of any movie ever. Yeah, it's it's worth watching that movie just for that opening scene. It's so so good. But yeah, Blade, um, another great vampire. Yeah, again, but the thing is with these movies is why I like them is because they still comply to the same rules of vampires. They do, yeah. Nothing really changes that much with Queen of the Damned and yeah. with Blade. I mean, you have to follow pretty. I mean, obviously you can. Everyone has their own artistic license, but if you follow closely to the you know archetype, that's that means it's a vampire. If you want to have your vampire the not dichotomy. drink blood and not yeah. be undead and not, it's like well at that point just make up a new word for it, make a new thing. Yeah, don't call but, it a vampire then. Yeah, exactly. But the, the vampires in Blade and in Queen of the Damned still apply that dichotomy. Oh, they, 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 that yeah. they they're alive forever, and um, Lestat and Queen of the Damned still has to um, he has to seduce women. He likes chooses women because likes to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and he has he has these big things. Then he kills them all and drinks their blood. Yeah. There's no like, hey, I'm gonna put a bunch of meat in a blender and then squeeze it out in a filter and drink the blood from that to you yeah. know have this thing. But I might not be as good, but I still can do that. This is like, no, no, it's just human blood at that point. Like, you gotta eat. You gotta blood. do human blood. So I mean, it's also like you're cheating the system, right? It's like cheating God. It's like, well, I. I'm currently, yeah. I'm not actually working on the Sabbath if I hire a goy to turn my oven on for me. It's like, don't you think that God would have thought that through? You can't just yeah. cheat his way out of it. You can't like cheat your way out of being a vampire, being like, oh, I'm just going to drink uh, animal blood in a glass. Like, the deal is, you got to kill people. Yeah, you got to kill their blood. That's yeah. the deal. You that's, can't, that's oh, it's, car- it's, car- it's kind of blood. It's like, no, 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 it can't be all scientific. It's not scientific at all. It's magical. It's a curse. You have to eat people's blood to live. Yeah, and that's, that's your thing, and that's that's why I talk about the integrity of a vampire, and it's as we get further, or a Dracula, it's getting more compromised. So, so again, Queen of the Damned and Blade are yep. kosher. <laughs> <laughs> they're kosher, right? Uh, they're kosher. No shellfish in the vampire blood. What can I say? It's, it's, it's kosher. Exactly. What I'm saying. So yeah. well, let's roll through a couple other. Uh, so now, now we're getting into things. We're not, that are, we're not now, do now, now we're moving these. from kosher to non-kosher for vampires. I go with you. It's a quick study. Yeah, these aren't all kosher. I just want to bring up so other famous vampires in pop culture. I'm not going to. Yeah, sure, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to summarize the entire fucking no, movie or anything. First of all, we already mentioned him before. The Count from Sesame Street. Awesome. Yeah. Ah ah ah. One bat, two bat. Classic guy. I mean, he counts things. He's a not he a not seeds. scary vampire. But he's he very weird. He does count. It's for kids because he just counts seeds, so he might. I love but when the camera's great. off, no one knows what he's doing. No, <laughs> obviously he's undead, so he must suck the blood. No one knows. And, and him being a Muppet vampire, I assume that he drinks Muppet blood. I don't know that for fact, but I don't know if he kills other cast members besides Muppets or if Muppets have blood. But I figure if you're a human vampire, you drink human blood. If you're a cow vampire, you drink cow blood. If you're a Muppet vampire, 
He drank Jim Henson's blood. Since there's money, that's how he died. Since there's money, <laughs> they won't Jim, tell you that. The media won't tell you that. Yeah, yeah. From Joe from the Joe, Joe Dylan from the Joe and Dylan Basin podcast. Yep, it's a new version. It's Joe and Dylan Basin podcast. Jim Henson died from the Count drinking his blood, and he was happy to do it. And uh, anyone who questions, he that, consented. Please, please email us at dylanjoebasement at gmail.com if you think this is not true. We just, <laughs> it's we, a way cooler way to die than not going to the doctor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So also um, that's how we. Died. We can't say because we haven't been there in person. We don't. We live on the other side of the country where that's filmed. So it's kind of hard for us to investigate in person. Right. Unlike the orange monoliths. Anyway, no, so those will go in person to investigate. Yeah, we go in person. Or on the ground. So, um, so these are things that are kosher for the most part. Um, well, we, without this pop culture ones, another one for kids: Count Chocula. Yeah. Now he doesn't drink blood. He drinks chocolate. Drinks chocolate. Yeah, he does like. But chocolate. he's still a vampire. He still has a castle. And he has friends that are other, you know, monsters like Booberry and Frankenberry. Yep. But Count Chocula is still the Count. He's still the one in charge. And uh, I assume he was made of chocolate because he feeds on chocolate to survive. Count That's chocolate. true. But I, I don't remember him eating chocolate, but Joe does. Um, yeah, I guess he never really eats chocolate, but just it's, it's always like, there's always oozing, like, milk geysers in the commercials. Mm. It was all these serial commercials they used all CG be like, oh, here's all the chocolate milk yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sounds a lot like a vampire deception. I never really see him just like feasting on a bar of chocolate, but he definitely eats the cereal in the commercial and you have to. But maybe it's deception because mm. they can do that to us. So Yeah, you could be, um, you could be Count Blood you love, but he just called himself chocolate. Probably, yeah, yeah. You know, something it's it's, it's, you, you know? It says that it's uh, hydrolyzed, uh, you know, wheat grain and Right. And really. uh, cocoa uh, leaf, but it's actually really, it's, blood. It's hemoglobin. Um, no one knows. Um, <laughs> like no one knows. So, um, no one knows. so now we get into things that are more that piss me the fuck off. So, oh, well, if you want to get through, I want to run through other pop culture shit just for oh, fun. Oh, please do. Yeah. I, I, please, no, no, no. I want you to finish your diatribe on why you're mad at what vamp- the, the state of vampires today. Do you want to say that for final thoughts, actually? Because I feel like you, you have a lot to say for that. I don't want no, to no, step we on got, you. No, no, no. This will not. Okay. I don't want to step on your shit. I feel like step on my own. I feel like you already satisfy yourself. For a good analogy, I feel like you're already fed twice on your disdain for new vampires. Now I thought you were satisfied, but the hunger, as we know, it never satiates. You're never not thirsty as a vampire, as we are now. Um, so do you, yeah, do you want to go into the, the, the diatribe of that, or do you want to just do more fun? No, I want to get pop culture, pop culture out of the way, and then okay. then I'm going to say what my problem is because I, right, I don't you. think that they step on each other's shit. So okay. So next up in the in the way things go is that around just right generally right after maybe five years after Queen of Damned came out Twilight. Yeah, right, right. My, my probably one of the most vampire uh, famous vampire properties of all time. Probably the most. Probably unfortunately. The most. I mean, um, other than maybe just Dracula itself, more people know about it, but Twilight made way more money than Dracula. No did. question. Yeah. Yeah. So Twilight, um, you guys know the plot. It, 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 we don't need to say anything before besides that it just changed the rules a little bit. Yeah. They personalize people. They're like, oh, they're in your high school. Started out as a Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction. Not really. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then the woman went on sense. to make multi-million dollar books. Yeah. So it... it, um, it uh, Vampires are horny. That's the thing. You have, to take, you have to keep the horniness in, I think. You do. For me, that's part of it. It is. Yeah, sexuality is part of being a vampire. Yeah, it's not just corpses coming back to life. That's necromancy. That's zombies. It's got to be sexy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sexy man, sexy chicks, whatever it is. And Sorry, they're, and, and, and they're in high school, and they're whatever it is. And that that started to get people like really into it because it's they, the, then the the not because the, another movie that preceded that, which is very sexy vampire, sure. before Queen of the Damned, sure, it's a Lost Boys. 
I never saw it. Great vampire fic. Dude, 80s. I know. It's high the one I should sexy, see this in Europe and Fucking yeah. hanging out with chicks. And meanwhile, it's, it's that idea of eternal youth. And you're, you're gifted and you're cursed because all this, this whole gang of vampires, they get to be the kings of the town forever. But then they're always young and they have no fulfillment in life. They're just always yeah. fucking around forever. Yeah. And all they're trying to do is get more and more guys to join their gang of yeah. psycho, roughy, and true sexual assaulters. Lost and shit. Boys, good, great, great reference. It had to be said. kept the vampires, kept the weirdness. A little bit of a twist in the '80s. Kept it sexy though. Yeah, had to be said. So you have Twilight. You guys know the deal with Twilight, but it did, it did say that like all of a sudden they can really be in society and really choose and really uh, be sexy kind of and blend thing and blend in and like. Be an old person next to you and this type of stuff. Yeah. So like, makes it easier to make it a fun high school romance than actually having to live in a castle. It's like mass disclosure with UFOs. You have to make it seem more real than not. <laughs> yeah. um, and they started to say like, oh, okay, so now now this this pa- Twilight paved the way for um, again. Everyone here has probably seen it for the most part or understand it. This paved the way for American Horror Story this year. Gotcha. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, is that we covered everything. Um, now we have American Horror Story. We did not cover everything. Please tell me more. That's why I was asking you. I was like, do you want to be done with it or not? Are we doing a hair- American Horror Story? I'm not giving my opinion yet. You can't think of any other vampires and anything else? Just try to give me one right now. There's a million of them. A vampire in between that? Yeah. Between Boss 2005 and 2021? Yeah. No, no between 1920 and uh, no, 2021. Well, we're already in 2001. <laughs> or 2005, whatever the fuck. Yeah. This came out. It's true, true. Are you Philson? Then I'll get it. I'll get. I, I, I'm. I'm. In, I'm. I'm coming close to 2021. So what do you, <laughs> no, what do you have? I feel like I'm. I'm Dylan this time, where you're trying to like, like just drive this point home, and I keep just dragging you away from your. And that's okay. Guys. That's that makes the beauty and the integrity of the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast the best podcast in the fucking world. Like it's the, the combination best. And of we're, two. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But besides the blade bringing it up, it's also um. Uh, Castlevania being that uh, there's Dracula is the main villain in that, and also his son Alucard, which is a half human, half vampire kind of deal, very much like Blade, who he has all the powers of a vampire, but he tries not to be one, but he still has to fade, right? Yeah, so he, yeah. he hates vampires and he hates monsters because he feels like his father abandoned him and he's one of them, but he still is a vampire. And uh, for all the folks that don't already know, Alucard is pretty weak writing because it's just Dracula spelled backwards. <laughs> wow. It's like my son, Eoj, who's been sworn to destroy me uh, for, for all of time. <laughs> there's also, uh, also uh, Duckula, which is when Daffy Duck... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Yeah, 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 Daffy Duck became Dracula. Yep, yep. Yeah, very cool that way. And um, uh, there's also a Marvel uh, villain who's a, who's a Dracula, Morpheus. He's coming up now in a movie starring Jared Leto. It ought to be terrible. Uh, I really don't care one way or the other, but I had to bring him up. And the last one, which is one of my favorite ones. I don't think you've ever watched this show, but um, from Adventure Time, Marceline, the Vampire Queen. She's one of the main characters. She's cool as shit. She's okay. this cool chick who plays a bass that's like, shaped like an axe. Her yep. father's like a demon. Okay. And um, she, she is still uh, a vampire in the way that she's like has all the vampire powers. she can turn into a bat she can fly without being a bat like you said um but she has the fangs and she also has these bite marks on her neck when she became a vampire but the weird thing about her is that she doesn't have to drink blood she has to drink red stuff no. so you can because oh she, she actually eats the color red not red stuff 
Wow. So she like take like an apple and put her fangs in it, and it becomes like a white apple. She's good now. Yeah. Okay. She's good. But she used to call it red. But she always thirsts to actually kill and destroy people. But she has to go against her nature as a vampire to be like, oh, I want to be a nice person. But she's still a really stone cold bitch. Gotcha. Which is fun. Hey, that's all my pop culture fun ones. Okay. But that, that brings us into the most modern version of vampires. I think we might have brought the show up in the past just briefly, American Horror Story, when we talked about the circus and clowns and we shit. We did, yeah. Because it had to have come up during that. It had to have, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Please. So I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about American Horror Story double feature. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite season before this one, if you had to say? Just, just out of curiosity, because some people love the show no matter what. Some people hate some seasons. Some people don't really care one way or the other. What would you say is your favorite season before this one? Because I haven't seen a past couple seasons. It's a great, great question for me. Um, Glad to hear. Wow, what a question. Um, yeah. I've seen uh, Horror House. I've seen um, the... Um, Horror House or Horror House? Horror House? <laughs> I've seen... Um, I think they had a Horror House one too, right? Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Roanoke. I've seen um, the Donald Trump one. I've seen... Oh, these um, are all on the fence. See? And I feel like uh, there's going to be another one there, too. Um, but overall, like, they're hit or miss. The circus one. Circus one. They're hit or miss. Gotcha. Well, my favorite one is Coven that I saw, which is all of yep. the witches. Yep. Is that... Like the, that so one. So there's Coven, and then there's, there's also one that came out a few years ago that was, like, Apocalypse. No, it was I, similar I, I to Coven. It was, like, like, it was almost like it was Coven too. Oh, I got you. I haven't seen that one. Yep, I liked Coven. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like fifty percent of them. I think it's like it's like every other one's good. That's pretty good batting yeah. average for a TV show. Yep, you know. Yep, exactly. The Roanoke one's um, bad because it became a reality TV show, but overall it was it oh, had it, it had like the makings of a good one, but overall you like this reality thing was weird. Gotcha. But um, the anyway, newest one, the newest one, yeah. it's double feature, and it's it's from what I know, it's just called double feature, but it's um. Like the director made uh, like half and half, like one this half, which is only four episodes in until tonight, mm-hmm. um, and then the other half is aliens. But this first half is what? There's aliens in American Horror Story? Dude, right? Yeah, they're not. It hasn't come out yet. That's nuts. But this this half right now is is vampires. So mm-hmm. what they do is um, it's it, it 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 defies typical vampires. Right. Yeah. So you have this guy who's a writer. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I don't know if we want to give it away right now, but like, because well, I mean, no spoiler, people might actually watch. I don't want to spoil but, it, but like, but you know, you still should make your case though. But my case is, if that... if you're not down for him to make his case against how the show shits on vampires, just tune off now. Tune off now. But this guy, oh, yeah, that's a great point, Joe. Thanks. Um, so, um, this guy goes to P Town in Massachusetts. Um, and hey, he's a, yeah, right. He's a writer and whatever. He meets up with the typical American horror American horror story cast, mm-hmm. and he can't. He just has writer's block the whole time for the first episode. Then he meets these guys. I'm like the usual block problem in P Town, cock block, <laughs> cock block. Um, and he uh, there he meets these people who are on like the New York Times and all these other places who are the best writers of all time, like the I don't know their names, but they're they're amazing. And then they say the Transylvania Post. If you, <laughs> that was improv by Joe, and it was perfect. So, um, take this pill, become the best friend in the world, but there's a side effect. Okay. They won't tell you what it is. Takes it, realizes that all of a sudden he is the best writer of all time. He gets signed on by Netflix. Ooh, a deal with the devil. Deal comes with the devil. back again. Take the pill, 
um, be the best writer of all time, yeah. get signed on by Netflix, get signed on by, uh, I forget the actor they, they had said was going to play his role. John Hamm. Literally everything amazing. But now all of a sudden, he is... Or PC. John Trans! Sardinia! We're PC! He's feasting for blood. And there's all these like people outside that are zombies that are like, whatever it was. They're actual like, zombies though, not vampire zombies? They're vampire zombies. They're vampire zombies, guys. <clears throat> So you take this pill, and if you are generally the greatest, you're generally a good writer. Yeah. You become a better writer. But if you think you are, but you're not, it'll make you this junkie, oh, junkie okay. vampire that just goes for blood, and you do nothing but. So just he go actually around. wasn't that great. He just thought he was. No, he was. But he was. So he becomes an amazing writer. So he actually was. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, but say you think you're an amazing writer, you think you're an amazing violinist, you think you're an amazing artistical person, but you're really not. It makes <laughs> yeah, you. He's done writing, being be like. I want to suck your blood, not good enough. Yeah. I longingly pine to feast upon your hemoglobin. So if you not good enough. <laughs> if you were, if you are part three of what Joe didn't write on the paper right there, I'm not. I didn't take the. I didn't do the deal with the devil, so I'm not good enough a writer to Macaulay write. Culkin's I, I in want it. to suck your blood. My Culkin's Culkin's in it. Culkin's Culkin's in it. Holy shit! It's the first time he's shown up since fucking Home Alone. Oh, he's so, in Party Monster, but sorry, I didn't count that because it doesn't count. So, um, <laughs> so. Um, is this whole thing, but but the, the whole point is here is that he can, as a vampire who's successful, you can, he goes to the grocery store and he buys like a hundred pounds or maybe probably ten pounds of meat. Not garlic, he, obviously. He squeezes the blood out of it and then drinks the blood. Yeah. And he's able to sustain himself for a little bit. With he's that. half-assing his vampire uh, yeah. contract. He's signed with the devil. You have to, the devil is one thing, if nothing else, he's a stickler for the rules. Yes. The contract is the contract. Exactly. But as I watched it, um, it doesn't give him enough. No. Yeah. Not enough. He can have some blood, but he needs human blood. So the integrity of the vampire is shifting a little bit. Yeah. And he can go out in public, do things. He's in the daylight. He, there's A lot of the rules are broken a little bit. Yeah. And that's in the why, daylight, it's a big one, yeah. Yeah, that's why, but maybe that changes that only in episode two, but like, American Horror Story, they're, they're, they're taking the Dracula from the 1800s, and they're, they're morphing it in today's day, but it's not the same, like, it's just not as black and white, so-and-so. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Very good. So like modern day, American Horror Story, that's where we're at. Double feature. Mm-hmm. The, the rules seem to be changing a little bit, where they can take a pill, as opposed to... These people are amongst us anyways, and there's yeah. only one way to be a vampire, one way to not be a vampire. Yeah, I kind of seem to do that limitless thing. If you have this one pill, you can yeah. use 100% of your brain, you become a, the best of whatever you are. Exactly. More of the deal with the devil. So I just get irritated because I'm like, you know, one, me and Joe are not here to tell you that vampires aren't real. But American Horror Story is telling you that there's like another way to do this. And it seems yeah. a little bit like the integrity is compromised a little bit. And that's where it bothers me. I so, that sure. so that's in pop culture today. We, so, met, I'm sure, there's more mentions, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So let's wrap up pop culture with this, uh, and then obviously every other vampires that we missed. I'm sure we missed a million of them. Throw them in the comments here. Let us know how stupid we are for not thinking of certain stuff. We did say Duckula though, so don't don't yep. fucking hit me with or that. Or email us at dylanjoebasement@gmail.com. Let's hear it. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to wrap it up with um, one of my favorite quotes about pop culture vampires, and I I don't remember if the author is attributed or not. If it is, I will put it up in the video. If not, it could just be one of those anonymous things. But it's one of my favorite uh, versions of this, where 
a guy's talking to his son about how to, how to write books, a writer. It kind of ties into that. And he goes to his son. I will find the, the source for this. He goes, how do you kill a vampire? And his son's like, oh, I don't know. And he goes, sure you do. How do you kill a vampire? And his son goes, uh, stake through the heart, uh, crucifix, garlic. And he goes, no. Is sunlight? No. And he's like, uh, this, that, the other thing. And the guy's like, you want to know how to kill a vampire? Any way you want to. Because vampires aren't fucking real. And whatever way you write it is how you kill a vampire. If a vampire is you take a pill on American Horror Story and become a good writer, that's a vampire. If a vampire is Draculia, you have to put a stake through his heart. It's just as likely, because in my head, which is a perfect pivot into our real vampires, Vampires aren't fucking real, so you can kill them any way you want to. The same way that Spider-Man gets his powers. Is this your, you is, write it is down. This is what the guy says. No, the guy just said, you can kill vampires any way you want to, because they're not fucking real. That's what he said. That's what he's saying. Now it's my that's opinion. Not, that's not what we're saying. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Well, we're not there yet. <laughs> Are we there now? That was, that's how I'm wrapping up, wrapping up uh, Pop Culture Vampires, is that... You can kill a vampire any way you want to. If you're in American Horror Story, if you're in fucking Looney Tunes episode, whatever. You can change the rules because the rules are ever-flowing. The concept of vampire is a concept in our culture of the past 200 years. That's interesting. The, the 40 Days of Night, the Twilight, the Dracula, the American Horror Story. They're all fucking up our version of the Dracula uh, mythos. But it's, it, written. but it's all just as... Valid. It's all made-up stories about monsters. Well, how come you can't kill Dracula by uh, becoming a vegan or something? It's it's all it's all written. I wouldn't like it, but it's not like it's against the rules. The rules are for a mythical beast that doesn't exist. So you can kill a Dracula the same way you can kill an idea, which is just change your idea about it. Unless yeah. we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna get back to are they here today? Gillen and Job Basement Podcast. Something to sink your teeth into. Alright, so we talked a bit about all the pop culture vampires. We didn't forget the monsters. We thought about that when we were taking a piss, so don't fucking comment that. Don't, or do. Don't do it. Either way. So now we want to talk about people who are actually real vampires, vampires in the real world throughout time. So beyond the times of our ancient writings about undead or even our medieval writings and scriptures about people who are accused of being vampires, we want to talk about the idea of vampirism in the real world. Not just the idea of in the books and the rules and the things like this. Pop culture and stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah not, just, not just the idea in books. The, the real people who could really be accused of being true vampires. Perhaps living longer than natural lives and for certain feasting on the blood of others. For certain. That's the common denominator. Yeah. So I had a couple people that came up in history. The most famous of which, besides Vlad the Impaler, for accusation of being a vampire, is Elizabeth Bathory who was a countess in Hungary, just a stone's throw away from Transylvania, actually one of the countries that he was begging for support for in that war. They never showed up. But she was so famous for this because she might be the most prolific serial killer of all time. Yeah. People call her the most prolific 
female serial killer, but I can't think of another man serial killer who killed 600 people, personally, for their own blood feast. I mean, you can for think, that specific reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean you can think of people. Vlad killed a hundred thousand people, but it wasn't right. But would you call him? Would you call him a murderer? You know what I mean? I mean, he's a murderer the same way as yeah, a lot sure, of other people sure. are, but not not just for their blood. Yeah, I mean, like George Bush is responsible for the death of probably hundred thousand people. Would you call him a serial killer? I I wouldn't. Um, I think that they're all, they're all serial killers, but the way you describe the word in modern days is more like this person is going for a personal journey to murder one other person for their own satisfaction, whether that be justified morality or sexuality or bloodlust, whatever you have. She is more close to that. She wasn't like Vlad the Impaler killing thousands of people to send a message or for his own fun to win a war. She was doing this on her personal time. And a lot of people say it's because she believed she could vampire her way into immortality. Yeah. Which is why all of her victims, which may number up to 600 or more, it's hard to track, are all young women. She wanted to kill them, take their blood, take their life force, and become immortal and be young forever. Which I'm sure is a thought and want of a million people at the time. Man or woman, countess or peasant. I want to live forever and I want to be beautiful forever. But the difference is, she had the power to do it because she ruled a, a, a whole entire county, a nation, and she could actually decide whether or not things were going to go down. So she could just have people dragged off the street, usually girls who were homeless, orphaned, and she'd have her, her servants take her into her castle. She'd cut them open, torture them, and then famously bathe in their blood. Bathe in their blood. Believing that that would actually take that life force, that vampiric tendency to suck the blood of someone and try to keep them alive forever. And on trial, that she's eventually brought up because they found out that after 120, 200 girls go missing, no big deal, they don't matter. But after 600 starts taking up, the book, ah, let's do something That's about a big this. Deal. Hey, come on, that's a little bit too many. And the only reason why you have the number that big is because her servant actually was so closely working with her, she saw these girls get murdered, tortured, and their blood get drained, and she could read Elizabeth's diary, which she would count off people that she killed, much like a count. Much like or a count. Or a countess. They always count things. And if there was ever a, uh, a candidate for a true vampire in the mythical sense, I mean, it is a person who has the sway, has the power to bring that in, and has that hypnotism to make people ignore their feats as they go on murdering 600 young girls and either bathing in their blood or, at some points, just dismembering them and throwing them away. But I thought that was interesting that Elizabeth Bathory is a part of history. It's only about 100 years to 200 years after Vlad's reign, Yep. Right next door. Yeah, they thought blood was the, uh, the the secret to immortal life. Yeah. Blood. Young blood. Change my blood with someone else's blood, and I'll be live forever. <laughs> I shall remain forever. Uh, my other two are modern times, so I'll, I'm going to let you go into uh, other vampires of history, if, if you want, don't mind popping off on us right here. Real-life vampires, folks. Ready for my uh, descendants of Vlad the Impaler? That's yes. what you're saying? Yes, please. Okay. All right, so we have Vlad the Impaler, who died again in the... Uh, Vlad Dracula! Late 1400s, um, but then came the Comte Saint-Germain. Hmm. Saint-Germain. Saint-Germain, in the same area, 
<clears throat> and came to, uh, Comte Saint Germain um, was the first person that I can think of that was really mysterious. Um, and uh, and Comte, wait a minute, the first person that was ever mysterious? No, no, no. But the first person <laughs> I think that no one really knew his background in the story. Yeah. Besides, he was a landover landowner. And that type he was of thing. a Land Rover. He was a midnight smoker. <laughs> That's the fangs talking. Um, <laughs> and he. Uh, That's the fangs talking. And he. Uh, and he was a socialite, much like uh, a lot of other people at the time who didn't really have any like real way of income, whatever. But he had a ton of money. I love that word socialite. Like, love oh, that it's, one. It's, it's like a job for people who don't have jobs and just a bunch of money. No, like they wake up and go to parties and they're like, oh, they like, I'm to a so- socialite. They like to socialize at extravagant events. Yeah, it's um, like being an influencer. Again, they have record he was born somewhere around 1690. And, um, and some of his major features is that he had a lot of property, beautiful things. Just like um, our friend uh, Vladimir Taylor. Taylor's with Bathory, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but just so many things. And what he did was he um, held his parties and he'd invite people over and all was good. Um, he'd have big, giant feasts and this type of stuff. But the one thing that he didn't do was eat. Didn't he eat. didn't eat food. He prepared a whole feast and wouldn't even partake. Wouldn't even partake in it. But what he had was he had a whole like room full of decanters of red wine. Mm, curious. Curious. A lot of red wine, but no one could drink the red wine except for him. So he was always drinking. You have red all wine. this food for you. I mean, what the hell? Am I going to eat a bite of it? You're going to take my wine too? I'm a good host, but there's limits. Yeah, that's he, my wine. You cannot have his wine. He drank red wine the whole time. Everyone came and go. They left. Whatever it was, it was all good. And then supposedly he died around 100 years old. You know, and that's pretty good. Almost that's pretty age. good today. 1800, but again, very little records or anything, but he um, never was saw eating any food, drank, only drank red wine. Um, that's, there's more to the story, but for time's sake, uh, this is a guy who's a socialite, had tons of parties, people over, drank red wine, never ate food, um, and uh, that's his thing. So, right. moving forward, um, not too long after that, in the early 1800s comes a guy named Jack St. Germain. And Jack St. Germain lives in New Orleans. He's in New Orleans, and New Orleans is famous at the time and even to present day as a place where there's a lot more missing people per capita than pretty much anywhere else. Boogie boogie voodoo magic. Boogie boogie. And New Orleans is a special place for nightlight, charm, culture, and so much history and missing people. <laughs> yeah, it's charm, yeah. Yeah, and um, jazz. And the thing is, um, this guy, Jack Saint Germain, could trace his descendants back to um, the area of Eastern Europe where Count Saint Germain was from. Hmm. And Count Saint Germain, same thing, was known to die in the late 1700s, but there's no record of really anything. They just said this right. is a thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this guy, uh, Jack Saint Germain, shows up in New Orleans. Um, and uh, has almost identical features. He looks just like him. Almost like he's a descendant of the actual Saint Almost Germain. like he's a descendant of the actual Saint Germain. Uh, Count Saint Germain. Yeah. He goes by Jax. And he has the same type of parties. Same things. And he has all this red wine. And he has these parties of food. But he only drinks red wine. So mm-hmm. something happened. Someone died his property. Or something crazy happened. Besides his regards. What year are we at now? For Jack? Uh, we're in the 1800s. So okay. we're like, uh, there's not a lot of information here at the moment, but... Um, so it's like a late 1800s kind of deal? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> and uh, something happened to the property, so the police came. And the second that the police were called because there was an incident or a fight at his, one of his house's parties, yeah. he, um, he fled. Fled the party. Police came in, raided the property. They found all this wine, and they poured it out, and they, they, they figured out that it was a mixture of human blood and wine. And this is a fact. Fucking A. Fucking A. And since then, he hasn't really been seen. Well, if we could test the original St. Germain's wine, we might find the very same. Exactly. Holy fuck! So even to this day... Unholy fuck! There's a... The biggest... The vampire capital of the United States of America is New Orleans. There's a restaurant called St. There's a, like a, a restaurant wine bar type of thing in New Orleans today in 2021 called St. Germain's. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and is it his? It's just named after. The I think it's, it's named after him. It's not his. Interesting. Um, but to this day in, in New Orleans, there's a giant vampire culture where there are people who've been arrested for drinking people's blood and stuff like that. Where they sound like they're probably just crackheads or whatever. But like, there's a um, big drinking culture there, whether it's bourbon, hurricanes, yeah. or blood. People yeah. like to drink in New Orleans. Exactly. So, this and then you know he had some uh, you know the records of his death in the 1800s. But despite that, he's been reported seen all over Europe, um, and uh, in France, and he's after uh, his death or yeah, supposed to death. I people say. keep seeing him all over the country and in New Orleans, and uh, and you take a selfie with him, be like, hey, what's going on? You're Jack Saint Germain. Yeah, exactly. So people keep looking at him, and people. And the thing is, people keep going missing daily in New Orleans. And they think that there may be there may be a real vampire who lives there who has an unlimited amount of money, who keeps drinking people's blood. Mm-hmm. People go missing. The typical thing where they're like uh, lower members of society who people won't miss. It's a good place to sit. Just yeah. um, Elizabeth Bathory just take the people who won't be missed, the people who won't be noticed away, and you can get away with it for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. Put that cloak of, of uh, the veil of hypnotism over people. The same version of saying, it's hard they to walk into a murder scene, they go, your fire alarm's not working, right? The same reason say, oh, people yeah. go missing in New Orleans all the time. My first thought was, of course they do. They're drunk as shit, they're on vacation, and they passed out yeah. somewhere and they go missing. Or people get taken advantage of. But at the same time, what a great place for a vampire to live amongst all that disappearing people. What's one more great missing place. person? Exactly. And the rumors say that he's, you know, he's still at large. No one's really found him. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a missing persons case in New New Orleans that is like, you know, always growing. Yeah. And uh, and this is a much thing like where, the uh, the the sea level. It's always growing there. Oh yeah, sure. Climate change is real. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So um, he's one person where if you do more research on uh, Jack Saint Germain in New Orleans, you'll see that there's something to this. Interesting. It really is. Yep. That is odd. The, the more recent versions um, that aren't as, uh, like, solidified like that, that's a good one. It's traced back to the origins of Vlad and all that shit all the way to New Orleans. These are just ones of people who have been called vampires because unlike finding a bottle of wine or seeing someone who hasn't eaten for a week or you haven't seen them eat, these people were actually convicted, and some of them were witnessed, eating humans, including drinking human blood. Uh, the first of which is famous in Russia as one of the most notorious serial killers and sickos of all time. That's Andrei Chikatilo. If you hadn't heard of him already, he was completely about consuming people and tearing them to smithereens. Unlike some classic killers like uh, Ted Bundy and shit, 
or uh, you know, you Jeffrey Dahmer being like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I have a sexual urge to attack this person, and I'm gonna kill him to complete my shit. Andre Chikatilo never had an erection until he killed somebody. Wow. Spilling blood gave him his first sexual thought, which makes me wonder how his fucking childhood was like. I'm not sure about that whole thing. But the guy was such a fucking killer, he would consume and eat people as his thing. It was no version of murdering for the sake of murdering. It was murdering to dismember and take their blood apart. He was brought into court in Russia in a cage. Picture like Hannibal Lecter. That's the best That's the best example you can think of, yeah. This is real life, though. The guy was brought into court in a cage because he was such a demon. They thought that he was eating people to survive, and they were so terrified of this guy because he was such a fucking freak, uh, masochist, sadist, crazy guy. Uh, that's the case for him. That's a vampire of Russia. And unlike a lot of these tales here that are much more uh, amazing and magical, this is a real-life shit. The same thing goes for Richard Chase in Sacramento, California in the 70s and 80s. This guy was called the Vampire of Sacramento because he would cut his victims open and drink their blood uh, before or just after they had died. And he was also witness doing this at an occasion when he had people's guts in his mouth. So, unfortunately, he was not going to be living quite as long as maybe Dracula would be because he did kill himself in prison by saving up all his sleeping medication and eating it all at once. I don't know if that's what kills a vampire. I might have to add that onto the list. Drugs, we have not... Uh, there's no real studies on that yet. Right. But you figure if garlic works, then, you know, synthesized mm. prescription drugs might yeah. be the same thing. Or, or poison, like... Um, sure. All the poison that we discussed on a cyanide, yeah. cyanide, and I feel like polonium yeah. should still do good on a vampire. Polonium but still probably. Will. I feel like if, if I garlic work, will though. work, I feel like that uh, polonium will probably <laughs> do the job. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, there's many more people into that, but I thought it'd be br worth bringing up people who, um, you know, there's all these weird uh, haunting facts about you know who's so vindictive. These people were really drinking people's blood. They were killing real human beings, drinking their blood, consuming it. And not only were they doing it habitually, they, it was their main life goal. People like Richard Chase, all they thought about all day, like we think about getting a cheeseburger or getting laid, was I can't wait to drink the blood drink of somebody. Blood, yeah. So even though he may not be as fanciful or be able to turn into a bat, that's a fucking real vampire as far as I'm concerned. The guy drank blood. Yeah. And he killed to do it. Well, and you can. I mean, we've, we've all seen The Revenant. Yeah. And uh, what Leonardo DiCaprio does in that movie, he's not a vampire, but he drinks uh, the dead mule or whatever the fuck that is. It, uh, it is there is some life force and in you it. Can, if you're in a situation where you're stuck in the woods and you got no food, drinking blood is a genuinely great way. A it, great, it keeps you alive for a reason. Yeah. If you just killed a giant animal or whatever it is, and you need some you know, Native Americans, whatever, they, these people all drink blood. Yeah. Drinking blood is like a great way... To buy yourself another couple days, like and that's, humans, that's, a, that's yeah. a fact, though. Humans aren't that much different uh, from other animals too. We're just we're still animals. It's just it's more of a faux pas. You can digest blood. blood. Drinking blood is like a, a really good way to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, eating people can make you survive too. Ask the Donner Party. Well, yeah, but you get the shakes. Like, what's that movie with the shakes? Uh, um, uh, Book uh, of Eli. Yep, exactly. Humans not a good option for non-vampires, but. Um, but drinking blood is okay. So, so, so our 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 conclusions on this 
are that, yeah, we got a lot of characters in history, and we're missing a lot of them because of the sake of time. Of course. Um, but is there some truth to, uh, is there some actual um, identified uh, diseases? I'd say diseases, right? Yeah, for that, sure. That, that cause people in, the, in history to think that someone's a vampire when they actually have a biological problem or a genetic disease that makes them uh, kind of look like a vampire, act like a vampire? Well, I, 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 I didn't yes. say that vampires look like them. Like, yes, they yeah, are, actually, yeah, they yeah, are yeah, the yeah. basis for what yeah. vampires look like. They look at people with... I mean, we looked through all lot of history. If you listen to the podcast, even what you said earlier, is that people want to explain things that are unexplainable. They don't have the science or the wherewithal to do it. They just look at something, they say it's evil, it's cursed, whatever. And plenty of people are afflicted with awful diseases that would change their skin color, change their appearance, and change their attitudes and actions, which people at the time... And even now, still, would take as you're the other, you're a freak, you're scary, you're a monster, and they'd attribute malicious intent to that, which I think is definitely the basis of the idea of vampires. You already mentioned the plagues that happened back in the 13 and 1400s that had people being buried prematurely, their eyes and their you know bodies would all turn black, they'd look yeah. like they're dead before they're alive, and people being buried prematurely, which is definitely a major reason why people think the idea of undead, beyond just the spirituality, they were seeing dead people crawl out of their fucking graves. What more evidence do you need? He's a fucking Satan vampire. Get him. Yeah. So, um, so the first thing is, besides giving a name to anything, is that if you... Um, <clears throat> so, the first um, way to describe a vampire is that they would dig up graves... This is, this is before we get into actual names for diseases. This is actual dead people. Yeah. If you bury a human who's not preserved, or preserved right now, in yep. 2021, this is what happens. Um, you bury them in a grave, their stomachs get distended because of the gases and the, the um, decomposition of everything. Um, it looks like they ate a ton of food. Mm-hmm. But it's actually that their stomachs uh, breaking, everything's breaking down the body, so there's a lot of gases. Just like if you were to leave kombucha in a sealed container, it eventually blows the cap off. Right. Um, so some get distended. And then people would see them with a stomach full, quote-unquote. It's not. Mm. Um, it's just that this is what decomposition looks like. Yeah. Um, At the same thing, time, their, yeah, their faces and their bodies are becoming more and more gaunt as they're becoming like... Because moisture more more. goes away. Yeah. So it looks like they have longer hair. And longer it, nails. Longer hair, nails... But it's actually their their nails and hair are not growing. Their mm-hmm. skin is receding. Right. The moisture in their skin and bones and blood and whatever it's all going away. So their nails look like they're growing, but it's actually because the skin's receding. Yes. Yeah, you That's think your train's one. going past you, but you're actually you're just driving. The train's standing still. You're not looking at the right part of it. Exactly. So if they dig these people up, they think that they must be alive because they look like their belly's full mm-hmm. and their nails are growing. Their hair's growing. It's like no, they're actually their skin's receding. Yeah, that's that's um, fact number one. Um, to if you dig up dig up a dead body, that's just what decomposition looks like. Yes, looks like a vampire. Number two, we have living living diseases that cause people to act like vampires, and number one that we have is porphyria. Yeah, porphyria. Porphyria, as far as I can see, is a, it's a. It's more of a condition with your liver where it's not able to 
convert enzymes. I mean, your liver is such an important part of your body, and that's why I feel so badly when I'm abusing the shit out of it on this podcast all the yeah, time. Yeah, we are. But it sure makes your brain feel good. But not only with this condition, it comes in like 12 different flavors. It's basically a generalized term for your liver not working properly. But it can change your appearance and your and your attitudes and your lifestyle in such a way that it can create splotches all over your skin. It could you know, deteriorate your own face. Some people who have porphyria to a severe degree, they look pretty much like Nosferatu if they lost their nose. Like bulbous head, very tiny pinhole eyes, and just this gaunt skull-like look to their face. I mean, I feel so bad for these motherfuckers. They have to go through all this because they're still alive, but they look like the living dead. I've met a person who has a similar disease that's like hemophilia or porphyria, um, where they're blue. And, um, again, I, even I, now it's shocking, but think of people in the year 1400, they have no way to describe besides you're a fucking that. vampire. They generally back in the 17, 16, 15, 14, back to Egypt, yeah. they don't understand that they thought you had a candle inside you to breathe oxygen to keep the candle flame alive. Wait, yeah. no, like this There's a lot of misses for sure. So it's hard to blame them for it. The only thing I blame them for is by treating these people like monsters when they're just, yeah. they're just regular people. Yeah. So like. Um, Porphyria is defined as the lack of a protein or amino acid. I'm not really sure, but it's called heme, H-E-M-E. And um, so their blood generally lacks something. Yeah. Um, Heme being the prefix that that means blood. Yeah, Yeah, right. So think about hemophilia meaning that like, hemophilia meaning loves blood. Yeah. Which means that you're, if you, you know, you drain out your, your blood doesn't coagulate and you can bleed out to yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Much like Rasputin's favorite little son over there. Uh, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes, yes, the Romanov son. Yeah. Um, so they lack something, and it's usually iron based or whatever it is. And then what like they hemoglobin would, is the iron thing. Exactly. You know about, so, yeah. so back then, what they would do is they would make these people, they would give these people blood to drink. Because they thought that your blood lacks some things. We're giving you like good person blood yeah. to to. Um, drink generally drink cups of blood. But really, they're you. giving them the iron, but they're just giving them the whole blood. Yeah, it's like if someone but your needs stomach doesn't just say processed blood that way. Processed as a fucking pizza, so it's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but they would. That's they, interesting they to be like, like they'd be like, drink, if you have a problem, drink blood. Yeah, like if you lack um, a certain part in your blood, they give you a whole concoction of blood. It's like if you needed more um, protein in your diet, and someone gave you. An entire pizza with three sausages on it. Yeah. Sure, you get more protein, but you get everything else too. But they yeah. don't know the difference. So they give you the whole cup right. of blood, hoping that one part of it is the part you need. Right. But to them, you need the whole thing. So imagine being diagnosed with porphyria um, 100 years ago, 200, 300 years ago. I think it's though, with an R. Oh, I can't fucking spell or read. So, um, uh, yeah. So, the, so the, the, there is a group of the population that would have to drink. That they would make drink blood to help them. You're a fucking vampire. Right, <laughs> you're drinking right. blood constantly. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's one theory is that they there were people who actually like drank blood to stay to, to they thought would make them stay alive. Right. The realistic thing is that what was likely the cause of the initial people because again, um, uh, I would say Graham, um, Graham, Graham Stoker. Stoker mm-hmm. um, he wrote his no- his novel Dracula based off of his own uh, imagination mixed with reality. Right. That was a fact. Yeah. This is a fact. He's, there's things inside you like Porphyria and other things where they'd bury people <coughs> and they'd come to life or there were people who had to drink blood to stay alive. And this is scary on top of the Greek mythology, not mythology, but the Greek um, 
you know, people who were scared of vampires or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, he wrote this based off of a lot of things that were real. Porphyria is one of them. The most realistic one is, is, is Porphyria is a really, really realistic one, but the other one is, is uh, Catalepsy. Catalepsy is like tell epilepsy. Me about that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. So catalepsy is a, um, a lot like epilepsy, where people have like constant seizures or whatever it is, and um, and uh, the epilepsy part. Of it. Yeah, the epilepsy part of it. Yeah, and um, these people would have not the Epstein part of it. A different podcast. <laughs> a different podcast. Yeah. Um, catalepsy is uh, people would pretty much just die on the spot. Jesus, it's a real thing. Um, and, and what they would do is back then they'd bury him immediately. Like these people would give him a, you know, a catalepsy episode um, can last somewhere between minutes, hours, days, or weeks. Jeez. Where what weeks? happens is someone like looks like they're dead, and they go they're really dead, and they barely check their pulse back then. Oh, they didn't and, know about like uh, brain function, pulse. They're they like, if you don't yeah. if you don't do anything for a day, you're fucking dead. Uh, exactly. So, like, the coroner come around to the doctor and they say, they visually look at them and say, they're dead, bury them. Yep. As we know, with people who die in bathtubs or in freezing water, they can have a pulse of uh, somewhere around 20 beats a minute, which the average is somewhere between, if you're a runner, it could be 40. If you're an average person, it's probably somewhere between 60 and 90. Yeah. Um, but they have a pulse that's, that's, that's not only weak, but also at a very low beats per minute. Right. Um, this can happen for weeks for people with catalepsy. So they'd bury him, and then they'd, come, then they'd bury them, and these people would scratch, they, they, they would uh, they animate. get over their episode, yeah. and then come out of the coffin, scratch, or come out of whatever it was, They're alive and they would still. look like shit, of course. because it's been a while since they had food, water, whatever it is. And um, everyone thinks they're dead because they already buried them. So. Yeah, and they'd come back to life and they'd be like, holy shit, so there's a fucking concerned. vampire. This yeah. person's a vampire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was know. a big part of like people being buried. So that's where the wooden stake comes in. What at at one point in time... Hitting them to the actual coffin. Yeah, this is the thing where they would actually nail these people to the coffin itself. Jesus or put them Christ. face down so they would dig down, not up. Um, Some about being dealt a bad hand. Not only do you have that like disease, Fox, yeah. but even after you, after you have that episode... People think you're, you're a alive. monster, and they want to pin you to your grave, and so you're think alive. you're a monster, but you're actually just a normal person who what has fuck, one little thing go wrong. God damn it, modern science really saves a lot of fucking Saves animals. a lot of people, because that shit, you know, I've never heard of a case that happened now, but they, this is before, you know, People know when you're actually dead, they don't sorry. bury you fucking that early in. This is before modern technology, yeah. modern, modern medical devices, and even listening devices, and things that can track your heart rate, blood pressure, this, like, yeah. so this day. He's declared dead, now you are passed away. You're dead. Back then, yeah. uh, there was a, not only in Calvary, there's probably a thousand more things that would cause you to seem like you're dead, but you're not. Yeah, and you're not getting, and they also had different definitions of what dead meant. They didn't know how to manage, how to manage brain function or heart yeah. rhythmia or anything like that. But uh, yeah, right now and nowadays, you don't get buried alive unless you're a, a victim of like the cartel or you're David Blaine and you signed up for it. That's right. That's, about that's it. right. Pretty crazy. So that's the um, medical definition of like things that could have caused vampirism. Oh, and um, now we're on final thoughts, right? Or same thing. Yeah, same thing for um, um, uh, Jesus Christ, leprosy and other diseases that change your appearance, bubonic plague. Uh, people thought. You look like a corpse. You're still walking among us. You're you're fucking you're you're undead. And, and a lot of times in modern vampires, we brought up earlier, we do miss out that fact of being undead. Like you are a corpse that survives by the blood of other people. When you see that sexy um, 
uh, Bella Lugosi vampire man or Count Chocula, even sexier. You figure this guy's so got sexy, magic yeah. powers and he's a sexy, seductress man. But really, the ancient and even newer ideas of vampires is that you're a corpse that came back to life and you're feasting on the living because you just can't stand to be dead. Either made, you made a deal with the devil or you lived a cursed life and yeah. now you keep haunting the world, sucking their souls out, almost like you're a ghost, but yeah. you're a body. Yep. As we saw in The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. if you're at that point of death, um, an actual great way to get you back um, is drinking blood. Right. It is. You did say that already. No, I said that already, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, um, if you're at that point where you're in the middle of the woods and you haven't had food in seven days or 14 days or 30 days or whatever it is and you've just had water, drinking yeah. blood is a really, really, really good way yeah. to get back to um, give you some sort of nutrients because blood carries so much nutrients yeah. in it. Like, That's why I always bring blood when I way. go so, hiking because it's not because it's good to <laughs> spill around in a crime scene and throw off the cops. It's because I don't want to get lost in there. I yeah. want to survive. Yeah. And you can help Gatorade and protein powder going to last you so long, but that nice That's blood packet. And, and I'll, of yeah. course, I hide it inside my shirt so it stays at a good 98.6 just just to make sure just it doesn't in coagulate. Case, right. In case I need to survive. Yeah. And that's on record. That's but why I do that. Not for any other reason. Just like Joe, dead seriously, though, if you are trapped in the woods... Dead serious! And you, and you ah, happen, ah, what ah. happened in The Revenant is he kills a, uh, a giant animal. Doesn't know what did the meat... But he, the first thing he does is drink the blood. It's an excellent, excellent way to give you by yourself another couple of days. It's like a jump start on your. Uh, no question. I mean, this is, this is a fact. Yeah. So if you if you raise from the grave because you had catalepsy and you haven't seen the daylight in seven days, um, going right for the blood. Right for blood. Smart. Smart move. I'm enjoying these fine late summer mid-fall afternoons. I can't think of one more thing to drink than all-day IPA. Who am I kidding? I want to suck your blood! Now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, final thoughts. Dylan, would you like to go first? I, I honestly want nothing more to go first. So please go. I'm going to do it. I'll invite you in, as it were. Oh, give me some reason to come in. So my final thoughts are, I j- first things first, is that um, throughout history... You look back even thousands of years this has been a thing people are scared of vampires i cannot say at 29.9 years old that vampires aren't real can't do it there is there is a chance that they are out there and especially in today's day they have more information to hide and do their thing easy way to be a vampire you know where to go more victims no not nowhere not to go know who's vulnerable know who's not vulnerable Easy peasy. More, more brings, tracking, more cameras, though, than ever. But vampires can't be seen in uh, mirrors. Maybe they can't be seen in cameras. Either. Possibly. And also, they can they can deceive whatever is around them. Right. So if 
they're around, they can convince things to, it's actually easier for them to just be like, you know, uh, you didn't see this. And they go, they just don't even remember. Yeah, when the cops do show up, they're like, nothing to see here. And then they just leave mm-hmm. and they go, I was nothing. And the only one who's on the radar of the world is St. Germain. Right. And he could be around. So you think Vlad he got too big for his britches? What? Like he got too famous that people noticed him. And the other vampires are more like quiet about it. And like He was in New Orleans, it's for sure. Mm-hmm. And he might have moved somewhere else. Again, if you go, we've all seen Hostel. If you go to some place like that, no one's going to find you. Um, so St. Germain, the New Orleans thing, I generally think that there's there there could seriously be vampires in New Orleans. And I actually I actually believe that. I'd kind of be scared if I went there. I haven't been there yet. So I'll probably yeah. be there in the next couple of years. But um, the St. Germain thing, if you if you do your more do more due diligence on Saint Germain, um, you'll see that New Orleans Saint Germain there's a thing there. Second thing is that there are just like UFOs. Um, let's say there's a uh, let's say there's one million UFO sightings in the U.S. a year. Um, seems high. Seems high. A hundred of the one million are probably genuinely unexplainable. Mm. Um, so we're going the same ratio as things we're going about that there's a lot of and there's truth. a million vampire sightings no I said UFOs I said if I, I was trying to translate it over to what you're saying I oh no vampires sorry go ahead I said that there's there's a lot of things that could be but probably aren't but there probably are some they're smart they're, these are these are intelligent people just like me and you or not like me and you depending on who thinks we're intelligent or not just like me and you we're not sure but um They've got a way to figure this out, and they're more educated than ever because of more technology. But overall, I uh, I think that if there are vampires, there's a lot of places in the world where they could hide and do their thing, and no one would really know. New Orleans is a very, very interesting interesting piece of this. A lot um, of freaks. But I believe that a lot of it is to explain back when this was a novel based off of, obviously, more awareness and more, hey, holy shit, this is a thing. Um, but overall, I think New Orleans is where people should look and focus. And I can't explain the New Orleans one with Saint Germain, but the rest of it, there's a lot of diseases that can make people want blood. And um, and again, with with Elizabeth Bathory, mm-hmm. she, if you don't understand the process of things, she bathed in younger people's blood because she thought that it was different blood than hers, right. and uh, it made her younger and whatever it is, and had blood facials. They still do that, by the way. You can go somewhere and have your blood taken. Yeah. Um, your own blood. They take yeah. a, you know, whatever it is, however many, like a pint of blood out of you. Yeah. And then put it all over your face to make you look younger. So they're doing stuff. That's retarded. But people are doing it. <laughs> and um, yeah, blood doping works. Look at fucking Lance Armstrong. Take the blood, add more, super oxygenate it, and then add it back in later. That's real shit. Put well, your blood back in. Well, blood doping is, is so, yes, but blood doping is also like, uh, for the car people out there, if you have a rear differential in your car that has three quarts of differential fluid, uh-huh. um, uh, and it gets to uh, let's say two hundred degrees, mm-hmm. that gets pretty hot. If you add another quart, you have you know heat displacement um, uh-huh. makes it less hot because there's more fluid to heat up. Yeah. So like blood doping is a similar thing. You have more blood with more oxygen, so your body. So Lance Armstrong would have more blood in him because there's more oxygen. Yeah. So his body naturally processes, you know, what is it, five, six quarts of blood in your body? Pints. Pints. Sorry. Oh, I don't know how much, but yeah. It's like six quarts, six pints of blood in the human body or something. Or maybe it's 13. I don't fucking know. 
But anyways, it can't be six chords, right? I mean, it's, but it has it's, to it's be more than six pints, pints and though, pints. is it? If they take Maybe. a pint out, you're in trouble. If they take a couple pints out, you're in big trouble. But you can't have six pints in your whole body, can you? Maybe it's there's not a gallon of blood in your body. There must be at least a gallon in your whole it's body. Maybe fifteen. Let's say fifteen. I don't know. We'll put it on. The, we'll put it on. Well, Joe will edit and figure it out. Darn so like, sorry, I'm taking. Um, um, so the more pints of blood, so like your body can hold more than it's supposed yeah. to have, and then as, as a cyclist, but you can't just you shoot more, it all over your face more and blood become more you. a young person by bathing right. your face in it. And I that's magical shit. That's not real shit. You can't just splash it all over your face and become you know. Maybe you might absorb through your skin or your capillaries and your eyes, but you're much more well off if you inject it back into your bloodstream you where your blood goes. Do you know how many chemicals women? Sorry, sorry to be sexist, but um, do you mean Botox, for example? Botox is different. We're not talking that right now. That's sorry. a whole different thing. We're not going to get that right now. I thought um, we're talking about putting chemicals in your body to make yourself younger. Botox is botulism that seizes your muscles. Yeah, it's a different different mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, adding, vanity is still the goal. So right now, if have you used a face mask before? No, oh, I have used a thousand of them. They're I'm also awesome. straight. Okay, I am too, but I also <laughs> love that shit. It's fucking great. Female products. Work. I, I'm just shitting. My skin is terrible. I could probably use one. It looks great. It is terrible though. I appreciate you saying that. Though. Yeah, I I actually honestly do just not. I'm not, I'm not being nice because I'm not trying to do that. Your skin is actually perfect. That's a good so, friend. I was just shitting on you, and you're, you're oh. just a good guy. Oh, thanks, man. Your skin's great. But um, Love you. but but they um, you can put all sorts of serums and things on your skin to make it help it. Yeah, you meant to say semen, right? <laughs> that too, actually, semen facials are real. I love that, idea. and I feel like it probably does something. That's like it's like the no, idea, no, not that, not just someone. Just it's like the face. idea like, that women women can't drive. It's like God said it. I don't know. It's like actually, if you put semen all over your face, it's actually good for you. Like I'm sure a woman came up with that idea. There's a lot in semen, so it's like blood, not just sperm and fucking protein. There's more in there, but yeah. like um, blood facials compared to a facial a, a there, facial cream that you buy. I don't know what you said, but there's a fa- there's there's like things that. You go to the store and you buy this chemicals on your face. Why not blood? Honestly, I think that there's something to put blood in your face. I don't think so. You I lost do. me there. I do. Everyone else puts. What the fuck? You, if you cut your hand and then blood gets all over your skin, it doesn't make your skin better. It's already part of your body. You don't know You're that. a biological system. You don't need. I, I don't know that, but neither do you. But no. I know what the body works like, and so do you. But it might help your skin topically. That's insane. Why don't you just cut your own face open and have you bleed all over your face? It can't be good for your body. Why would you put benzoyl peroxide or put, uh, um, you know, salicylic acid in your face? These are things that are outside of the body that you're adding to change your composition of your skin to try to change what you need to happen. Taking things from inside of your body and bringing them out, for the most part, is a terrible thing. Your body's a machine built to be. Don't turn the engine upside down in the car and lacquer the inside of your wheel wells. It's built that way for a reason. It took millions of years to do it. And the blood's supposed to go on the inside part. This is why we have a podcast, because we disagree on a lot of things. <laughs> this um, is what I thought I think if you put your blood on your face, um, it might reduce wrinkles. Yes, it might. It might. But it's also fucking weird, and I know for a fact that if you put enough blood on your face from your body, you will die like a fucking asshole. Because you'll lose so much blood to make yourself look cute yeah, that blood? you'll die. Someone else's blood. You sound like Elizabeth Bathory right now. Right? I am. I'm, I'm going down that road. <laughs> I'm just saying what she's doing. 
she had someone something there by bathing in blood. Well, I she, thought we were agreed no. on that. That's ridiculous. It's thing. not bathing in blood and get any benefits. It's at not all. extending her life. Completely it just might insane. make her look younger because it might add moisture. At the very least, well, then at the very least, take, take adds, a lotion bath. Take a lotion say bath. She's someone from Europe, which she is, and she has dry skin because yeah. she's going to fucking sun. Yeah. Um, and like she's not like me, who's a you know different European descent, mostly years, Swarthy. but a little different. I have more of a, yeah. a Mediterranean thing going on. A little on. less melanin, sure. I'm more oily than you are. That's a fact. Yeah, I'm a, People I'm like dry. you who are more fucking dry I'm and very flaky, white and red-haired. Oh, yeah. Because you are. This is a Botch. fact. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some blood can make you look younger when you're 60. I'm just saying. When you're 60, you can look you're 50. You uh, do blood baths every day from now until then. Yeah, it's a bloodbath. Do you see what that, what that word means usually? <laughs> I know, but we're using it in Elizabeth bath returns, not in... Which is the same as usual. I'm murdering, not murdering hundreds of young girls for your own uh, vanity. Just bathing saying, in blood. There's something to it, man. Interesting. That's my... I don't know what... If anyone has any conclusion from that, but you know where I'm going. <laughs> so, well, Joe Cern. Joe Cern. <laughs> Vampires are are in New Orleans, and blood on your skin will make you look younger if you use it enough. Is my theory, and um, and uh, and also if you're in the woods and you need to drink blood, it will genuinely make you stay alive longer. That I'm on board with. That's a fact. Yeah, I'm just saying facts right now. Yeah, vampires consuming are other life forms. Possibly, there's a fifty percent chance vampires are still around. Blood Seems is high. blood is beneficial. For sure. You can pay to get a blood facial today, right now, Joe, with your own blood. Oh, you can get them for free, dude. I'll send you the Craigslist link. I can do it for free. Now. I can do it for free, too, but you have to get clean needles and it's a big mess. Oh, no. Who needs that? Well, you, know? you can cut your finger, too, but like that's... <laughs> you get it for free. Just slice away, Have a professional baby. do it and pay the money. I love that. We had to clean the needles off when we bathe your face in blood to save you. Let's not be... You know, not scientific about this. We need to make sure the needles are clean when we're bathing your face in blood. Have you ever given blood? No. I have, and it was, I passed out. But it was like, um, I actually passed out. Well, are you going to tell me why you should clean the needles? Yeah, those are all things that you should do. It's medical science. You should make sure the needle's clean. You should only give so much blood. You got to eat a cookie to, you know, maintain your blood sugar. Those are all things that actually work. I did Aorios. Splashing, splashing. I did Aorios, yeah. Splashing blood all over your face, be like, let's make sure it's clean and it's clinical. It's not clinical at all. It's already a crazy ritual of fucking. Splashing is not the same thing. It's already magic. Why why even make sure the needle's clean? Just pray to Baphomet and just fucking splash away. Splashing isn't the same thing as applying blood. (laughs) It's different, okay? Sweetheart, I'm going to apply this on your face. Just close your eyes. I don't want to get in your eyes. I don't want to apply it in your eyes. Dude, girls are. Open your mouth, too. (laughs) Girls are like a different thing. Like females. they, they, they want to look younger always. Men. All right. We age. Final th- we age final like thoughts. George Clooney. We all do. I'm sorry. Oh, I wish okay. we did. Jesus no, we Christ. do. You Silver will Fox. You, dude, you're going to look amazing at 50. I wish I looked like George Clooney. No, Either way. All right. You're so here's not going to look at George Clooney. I'm sorry. Here's you're, my you're final thoughts. Great. When you add every 10 years, you fucking age like a fucking fine scotch. Because you're from that area. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for yeah, yeah. Taylor. Like, say you will. I'm done, man. Dude, right, so these, these are my final like, thoughts on vampires. Thank you very much, Dylan. It's same. interesting as always. Oh, no Just get some fucking blood. Yeah, that's yeah. Be, be great. Uh, yeah, no vampires. <laughs> um, 
I well, thought this was my usual shit. Of course it is. Says everyone who doesn't drink blood, Joe's saying. Yeah. No, 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 no one does that. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, that's your secret. That's why I, I get, again, drinking blood Joe. different than applying to your face. We already, we already established that. You're more handsome every time I see you, Joe. You're more handsome every time I see you because you're fucking drinking blood. You're blind as a bat. A vampire bat. Let me do my final thoughts here. Vampires, I think they're they're interesting as hell. They're very cool. It's a perfect mix for this podcast where it's the historical aspects, the supernatural aspects, the confusion with people, the enlightenment between um, actually realizing what's really going on here and understanding what it truly is. And that's where Dylan misses me as always and where I go off my own path, which is that we know so much more now about how the human body works and how people can survive. We don't feed blood to people who are sick. We give them the nutrients that they need to survive. And we do it intravenously. We don't splash it on their face because that could not, not work. Just go to his doctor. If you go to my doctor. Uh, doctor Acula. <laughs> oh, in Providence. Spell it out. Undisclosed location. <laughs> Anyways, I think that it's an amazing mythos and concept. I know that you're bummed out by them fucking with it, and I am too. I, I like the classic Dracula form of it. I don't like the zombie version. I don't like the, you take a pill and you're a good writer. What have we been talking about at this point? We have been talking about vampires at this point anymore? Let's call it something else. Yeah, yeah it is something. It, it's going to be vampire's vampire. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's, it's famous throughout history of the idea of it, and I, I love the modern versions of it, and I hope that people keep going on and on with the vampire concept, because much like so much we talk about, there's something intrinsic about the vampire. It's throughout all cultures, throughout all of time. I mean, think about the fucking chupacabra in Mexico, the goat sucker. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a fucking cryptid and it's they sucking the blood out wide. to survive. I mean, it just is. There's a, there's a natural idea. It's like those, I mean, I don't believe in a whole lot of things like supernatural, but there are just these fundamental tenets of humanity where like we just believe these certain things about reality and the world we have. And it seems to us to be like, the concept of death and surviving and the life force in people's bodies and draining it out. We just, we all believe that that's some part of the reality we live in now. And you wouldn't want to ever pray, fall prey rather to that and be the victim of a vampire. But if you were, you better hope it's Dracula because that's the one sexy motherfucker there. And uh, I guess that's all I got to say about vampires there. Yeah. So that's that, our conclusion. So that's vampires. Vampires. We thank you guys, as always, for coming to the basement. Welcome back. Sorry we took a little bit of a break. We're busy guys. But busy we'll guys. always give some shit for you guys in the meantime. We'll keep you updated on the, the, uh, the orange, orange monolith. Yeah. The orange monolith, we're going to get more into that. We forgot all about it. Thank yeah. you, Marlboro, for looking into that. Trapdoor, I'll give you a couple trapdoors yeah. right now and then. Chicken pox, trapdoor, yep. Mm -hmm. What we got to do. Um, but thanks for again for coming to the basement. We always appreciate you guys listening in. And I mean, obviously we do this because we love to do it. We didn't glue on fangs today that you can barely see under these red lights. Don't see them. Because we didn't want to do it. This is what we like to do. Yeah. We love it. We'll be here next week. We'll see you guys. Thanks for joining the Dylan Joe. B-A-S-E-M-E-N-T podcast. I'm Delicious Dylan. This is... And I'm Count Jocula. Count ah, Jocula. Ah, ah. And we'll see you guys next episode.
The real life version. The real life version. The curse and the magic and the transformation and all that shit. Yeah. Excuse them. Well, Excuse both of us. Too much of too many bloody marriages before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Oh it. yeah. Okay. And since then, he hasn't really been well, seen. Well, we can test the original Saint Germain's wine. We might find the very same. Exactly. Holy fuck. So even to this day, unholy a, fuck. There's a. The, so again, Queen of the Damned and Blade are. Kosher. <laughs> they're kosher, right? Yeah, they're kosher. No shellfish in the vampire blood. What can I say? It's, it's, it's kosher. Exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.